This is the Man's Man Film Review Holiday Special. And now your hosts, Tom and Joe. Yo, yo, yo. What's up, Tom? Not much. How you doing, Joe? Merry doing, Christmas. Doing fantastic. Merry Christmas to yourself and to all of our uh, listeners out there. All ten of them, yeah. Yeah. Merry Christmas. Welcome to the party, pal. Indeed. It's Die Hard Day. It is Die Hard Day. Take two. Let's, Take two. let's tell the story. This is not the first time we've done this podcast. No, due to a... Um, a coughing attack and just... A, I don't think it was the coughing attack. A long, attack so long uh, step-by-step review, would you say? Step-by-step synopsis. A synopsis? It was like, basically yeah. you run into the entire movie, like, scene by scene. We realized we were about two hours into the podcast and Joe was 20 minutes into Die Hard, and we think this maybe wasn't good for public consumption. <laughs> and, I'm, and I'm still talking about when you... When you get where you're going, you take off your shoes and your socks. And that was two hours in. So and that is in with probably a minute of the movie. Yeah, so. exactly. Absolutely. So, But this one's going to be awesome. I hope so. We'll consider that the lost episode in the Man's Man film review, and this is this is going to be fantastic. Let's, let's get it going. Indeed. So what have you seen lately, Joe? I checked out Office Christmas Party. Yeah, I saw that too. What did you think about it? I liked it. It was super funny. It reminded me of old school. Yeah, I I mean I don't think it was on the level as good as old school, but I thought it was really good for like the yeah. today's comedy. Yeah. So, yeah, I enjoyed it quite a bit. I always like Jason Bateman; he's always entertaining. Yeah, he's entertaining. He plays the same guy in almost every movie, but yeah, it always, it always seems to work. But it, but it works. Yeah, he gets a mouthful of eggnog in this film, which that was, was the best part of the movie. That was hilarious, man. I but the scene that had me crying is when everybody's uh, scanning their private parts. Oh yeah, and then that one chick yells out, "Hey, there's a 3D printing room." Go in there, and then the next shot you see is someone's cock. Yeah, getting scanned. That's that's the thing I found funny is like in almost every like R-rated comedy now, there's like a penis shot. Yeah, and it's like if you think about it, like when we were kids in like the '80s, like you would never see a dick no, in a movie. No, stripes was and all If you tits. did, yeah, if you Lufa's saw like a tits. dick, it was like an NC-17 X-rated yeah. movie, no matter what. I, I think I think we saw a dick in the uh, what was that the Ghost Story movie when the guy falls out of the building? Did you get a shot of his? Yes, yes, Ghost Story, yes. Yeah, really, really bad CGI. Yeah, yeah. He's, he's laying next to a beautiful woman. He, she turns around. Ah! I think that was like a drawn-on penis there. That yeah, really it weird. was very weird. That's a weird movie. That is a weird movie. Yeah. Well, there's always Color of Night with Bruce Willis. Yeah, that's that's true. Because you, you know, the big Bruce Willis fan you were, you had to see it because he always penises in that movie. So. That's that's not right. You also see his pecker in uh, Pulp Fiction as well. Just, Bruce just loves to <laughs> loves, just loves to loves to get the little Willis out there whenever he can. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> Back to Office Christmas Party. I enjoyed this movie. I think it was fun. It's, again, not one you have to rush out and see. You could wait for video. But if you want a funny movie in the holiday season, this yeah. is the one to see. It was it was a well-put-together comedy. Yeah, I liked... Uh, fun what's, story. What's his name? TJ, the guy who played the ball? Yeah. Oh, that guy was hilarious. Yeah, he's, he's really... Hilarious. He's, he's the best part of the movie, I think. They're they're all playing, what, fucking Nerf guns or whatever? Yeah. In the mall and they knock over a Christmas that tree. Was awesome. oh, that was fantastic. Yeah, he's really funny. I like him. That was good. Jennifer Aniston actually was really good in the movie. Yeah, I mean, she, she plays a good bitch. I mean, people say she's like a nice person, but she seems to play a bitch really well. Oh, God, yeah. Like yeah. in uh, Horrible, Horrible Bosses. Bosses? Yeah, yeah, definitely. Same thing. So, yeah. Sometimes yeah. that's kind of how it is, the nicest people play the Hey, know. it's Christmas. Go see Office Christmas Party. Yeah. You know, watch you... Die Hard, right? Yeah. And then go see Star There's Wars. There's not enough good Christmas movies out there. Yeah, we'll get to that. <laughs> That'll be the last one. Everybody wants to hear what we think about Star Wars. Oh, yeah. So. What else have you seen, Joe? That's it, just the Office Christmas okay. Party and the new Star Wars Well, I did movie. see one other movie. I saw a movie called IT. Have you heard of this? The Charles Bronson? Not Charles no, 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 Jesus Christ. Charles Bronson's been dead about 20 years. Unless they're going to bring... Pierce Bronson. Yeah. My bad, sorry. Pierce Brosnan. God damn it, here we go again. Pierce Brosnan. We're going to have to record the show all over again. Jesus, fuck. <laughs> that would be Pierce Brosnan. 
Yes. Right. Um, it was basically one of those like fatal attraction kind of movies. Not that there was like a fatal attraction, but it's like he meets this guy who like works for his company that's like an IT genius and okay. helps him out, and they're like good friends. But then like he does something the the Prince Brosnan doesn't like, so he kind of tries to get him out of his life. And of course, this guy starts wreaking havoc on his you know personal affairs. So it's like the and, cable guy. <laughs> yeah, you know it kind of was. Kind of, yeah, except a serious one. Right. I mean, it's not. It's not like the worst movie. It's just kind of like, oh, I've seen this a million times. Well, yeah, it's, it's, of it's course. Just, yeah. I mean, I like Pierce Brosnan. He just takes a lot of shitty movies. And this is in the theater right now? No, no I, think, no, no. I think it went straight to video. Straight to video, okay. It might have had like, you know, a brief, you know. Did, did you say that already? Because I might have blacked out no. after I fucked up the dude's name. No, no. <laughs> no, I don't think I did. Um, okay. I, I saw it on video. I, I, I wouldn't have gone to the theater for it. But you know who directed this movie? I do not. John Moore, the guy who directed the last Die Hard movie. Oh, crazy. Yeah, so it's kind of like, oh, well, it can't be complete garbage. Is it, it better than A Good Day to Die Hard or worse? Oh, man. That's a really tough one because I really hated that. Or is it on movie. the same level? Because actually the guy directed a decent movie with Gene Hackman um, behind enemy lines. That you wasn't that I, bad. You know, I probably liked IT better than the last Die Hard movie. Okay. Because the last Die Hard movie wasn't even a Die Hard movie. It was just, mm. you know... It is so far away from the, the premise that we loved. It just, it's a like, mediocre yeah. action movie. Yeah. Place. Yeah, I mean, if that wasn't a Die Hard movie, I wouldn't have watched it. No, exactly. It, it, just, exactly. it wasn't good. That's why Die Hard just needs to get back. Yeah, well, I agree. We'll, we'll, we'll talk about a better Die Hard a little later. Oh, yeah. So, IT passed. You know, if, you, if you're on a Saturday and watching them with cable, it's probably good enough for that. Or right. if you need to do some vacuuming. Probably perfect. That's, that's for that. a movie. Yeah, that's good. awesome. Like Hudson Hawk. So, oh, there we go. I enjoyed it more than that. Let's just say that. Okay. Well, let's get to the main event for the movies we've seen in the theater. Yes. Which is, of course, Rogue Star Wars Rogue yeah. One. A Star Wars story. Now we we talked about this a little bit. I I really really liked this movie. I don't think you were quite as high in it as I was. No, I mean it, I liked it because obviously it's Star Wars movie. Yeah. You know, but it's just it started way too fucking slow for me. See, yeah. I, I, didn't, I guess I could see that it was a little bit slow, but yeah. to me it wasn't like any slower than any of the Star Wars movies, I thought. I'm I'm not the hugest Star Wars fan. We've kind of discussed this before. I love, you know, I like Star Wars. I right. grew up with them. You know, they're, they're movies I really enjoyed as a kid. And I, I see all the new ones that come out, but I'm not like a diehard. I mean, I will see them all, but I don't know everything about them. I don't, you know, right. have a encyclopedic, you know, memory or, sure. you know, of everything. Like, Joe would be one of the people that kind of does. Yeah, but I'm, there's there's levels above Joe people that are way way. Oh more yeah, I mean serious. I'm not. I mean I bleed Star Wars, but I'm not yeah. to the point where like I have to show up at the movie theater dressed up as yeah. uh, Han Solo. I put you at a very high level, or Jar Jar, but not one of the crazy levels. Yeah, no, I mean I still collect the toys and all that and other collectibles, yeah. but well, so I didn't care for the Force Awakens that much. I well, I mean I, I thought it was decent, but compared to what came before the uh, the prequels, which were garbage, right, of course. But I really like this movie in comparison to that. I just. It felt more like a Star Wars movie to me. The Force Awakens just seemed like too much of a rehash of the other movies. Well, sure. And I mean, that's probably not a bad thing because they want to get the taste of the prequels out of everybody's mouth so exactly. they can move forward. Exactly. But I like the rhythm of The Force Awakens. Yeah. You know, it, obviously it was, it was written better. Um, the characters were developed. You know, the story arc there. Even though you're basically uh, ripping from A New Hope. But this one... I don't know. I might just, it's like, to... just get us to the last 45 minutes because that's when it was actually exciting. You know, I'm like, I, all right, cool, now, now, now it feels like a Star Wars movie, you know. I thought the characters in this were better than Force Awakens, but that's my opinion. But Force Awakens, again, you're going to get to see more movies and see where it goes. Sure. This movie, 
Well, are we well, going spo- to spoil this? It, it, well, we all know what happens for the most part. You know, they're well, going to steal not the plans. Okay, well, here's we spo- we're going we're to spoil here, people. So if you haven't seen it yet and you don't want to know what happens, skip a couple minutes here. But okay, last chance, last chance to back out. Okay, you're still with us. Everybody dies in this movie. Yes, they killed everybody. All the heroes die, which is kind of crazy for a movie like this. I mean, well, especially for Disney. I was just surprised Disney actually yeah. went ahead with that. But. I mean, it's not like they're super violent deaths, but it's like, oh, no. everybody dies. Wow. But uh, you almost needed that to happen, obviously, because you really can't have any of these characters. Yes and no. I mean, there's there's ways to Well, sure. Do I, it, there's, there, there are. I mean, you knew some of them are going to die, but the fact that they all got wiped out, which is funny because the, the main actress, did you hear about this? She has like a contract that calls for two more movies. Really? Yeah. Even though they said they're not going to make a sequel. Out They've of said that, but I, I mean, I don't agree if they like make a prequel for her. I don't really want to see that. Yeah, no, less. no. But yeah, I don't know where they're going to go with that. I'm like, yeah, they blew them up. So <laughs> Maybe maybe she'll show up in other Star Wars movies as a different character, maybe. Well, that would be stupid, but yeah. yeah. Hey, isn't that so-and-so who died? No, yeah, but like everything worked for me in this movie. I really, yeah. really enjoyed it. Too. Except for the, the Deep Impact death sequence at the end there, but... Yeah, I've never seen Deep Impact, so... Oh, um, you're... I'm not you missing don't know what anything. you're missing. It's so much. I saw fun. Armageddon. That was good enough. Yeah, you, you. Yeah, that was the best. Yeah, but I mean, I, I really like the robot character in this. He was he was awesome. Yeah, K two S O or whatever they. Yeah, call I say that for you because you, you know more than I. K two S O. He yeah. was one of the more entertaining Star Wars characters. Yep, I've definitely. Seen. And you know, I was like sad to see him go, and it's a robot, you know. Well, yeah. Well, they they that was, I think that's one of the characters that actually put a little heart into him. You know, even yeah. though he's robotic, yeah, you get. Relay with him, you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, so yeah, when he goes, it's like, oh, holy crap! I mean, it's it was a sad moment. Yeah. Well, but then I get, the other players, when they start going, I'm like, oh, okay, it's kind of getting a little maybe because they died pretty quick. Yeah. So, yeah. The force is with me. Ah. Yeah. Well, the gentleman shoots three stormtroopers and goes. But I really yeah. enjoyed the ending of the film when Vader is going after the the rebels who. Oh, stole Vader the just kicks so much ass. Oh, it's this a is, fantastic sequence. This is by far the best. Representation of Vader since Empire, yeah. Because if you look back at like yep. you know what else he had, not Jedi, because Jedi was not very good. And I mean, there's a couple of scary sequences, you know, in older Star Wars movies. You know, the first time they reveal the Wampa um, when Darth Vader's battling Luke on Bespin, and he jumps around that corner, scared the shit. I mean, well, yeah. Kid. This I think to date is probably one of the scariest sequences in Star Wars. Oh hell yes, where they're like that in the dark, dark hallway. They're in the oh, dark shit. and you see all those yeah, the rebels there and you're like, oh my god, what's he this? He ignites his lightsaber and you just see the red glow and, and then the it's breathing. breathing and I'm like, oh that that's not gonna be good. And, and he's just like force choking all these guys and killing all of them. It's like fantastic. The rebels are just staring and then the the best part is when that door is um kind of stuck, it doesn't shut all the way. Yeah. And he's like, take the plans, take the plans and then they just have that wide shot and you see Darth Vader coming up behind him through the glass window, yep. and then a lightsaber comes out awesome. through the door. I'm like, "Holy shit!" Fantastic. Yeah, I really like that. So that was that was fantastic. And what, um, did, what did you think about the uh, the CGI characters of this? It will haunt my dreams forever. Really? Yes. Oh boy. Didn't didn't like it. I mean, they're they're getting better. Princess Leia was spot on at the end. I just don't think she should have she should have said anything. Yeah, because it's like okay, I know it's it's a new hope. That's the next movie. She didn't need to say it gives us hope or whatever. They did say hope a lot in this movie. Yeah, I'm like, yeah, come on. They're really pushing it. Um, Tarkin though, eh, there was moments where it looked good. They still can't get the mouth right. See, I thought he was great. I thought I had more problems with Leia, but I mean, I know Leia had to be sure, in there. But, of course, you know, I, I didn't think it was awful. 
it would have been better if you just saw like the back of Leia or possibly just the back of Tarkin and maybe just show his reflection in the glass. Yeah. He was in it a little bit too long because, you know, they should have really introduced him as a character um, in A New Hope in a way. So it kind of seemed like Krennic and Tarkin were competing in this movie as the main villain. Yeah, he didn't really have a big introduction in, you know... You know, the first Star Wars movie, he was just kind of there. So. Well, he's yeah. the, he was yeah. the general of the Death Star. Yeah, yeah. Know. But I mean, this this was I thought this was a better introduction of him, so I liked it. But I thought it was well done. I didn't have a problem with it. I mean, my wife watched it. I'm like, you know, that's not a real guy. She's like, really? Yeah. Well, my didn't wife know. didn't. My wife didn't know it. All. I think you really, you know, really have to. I think if you were a Star, you know, Star Wars fan, you've watched him since 1977. Obviously, you'd pick it up. Like, but he's okay, dead, and yeah. he's dead. But he was old in that movie. So. Yeah. Yeah, but I mean, they're I, getting better. They're getting better. It's not. Super distracting. So no, it's not the I worst thing I've seen. It's it's a lot better than um, The Rock in as a Scorpion King in oh, The God. Mummy Returns. Oh, oh that was terrible. Yeah, that was pretty. It should look like plastic, man. Chris, I never saw um, uh, the the latest Fast and the Furious movie. Did they how did they do something with Paul Walker in that? I know they had his brother in there. They did. They had his brother, and then they kind of superimposed um, Walker's face. On ah. it, you know, but how did that look? I was good. It, it's not that bad. I mean, because he doesn't he doesn't say anything. You know. Mm-hmm. Um, but you can tell. I mean, you yeah. can tell. It's it's CGI. I think if you're looking for it's it, It's the best you could do with someone who passed. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Just like the scenes in The, the Crow was really easy with Brandley because at least you had makeup to play. Well, they had... Most of that was done, wasn't it? Well, yeah, but then they had to superimpose certain yeah. face shots. Um, Being that such a dark movie and the makeup, yeah, that's easy that, to do. Yeah, that pulled off. You probably didn't even need, to, you probably didn't need to do that. You could have got a double to exactly. stand in for him. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, so I give... A very high recommendation for this movie. I'd say if you're like, like me, who's just kind of like like Star Wars right. but not crazy about it, I think you'll really enjoy this movie. Like Joe, who's a bigger fan, right. we'll see some issues with it, perhaps. Sure, but the last five minutes, I mean, they nailed it. It felt like yeah. a new hope. I mean, that was I great. think they nailed more in the last five minutes, but the last. Well, five for minutes me, I mean, I really love yeah the last five minutes. I mean, they really did a fantastic job. The, the other thing I'll say that I didn't like is the music was very unmemorable in this movie. Yeah. Well, then again, I, I think they had a different uh, gentleman to compose the film, and he had to pull out gentleman. for whatever for whatever reason. So yeah. they uh, they um, they pulled in Michael Gicciano, uh, who did the Star Trek movies, the newer Star Trek movies. Yeah. Um, he also did Up and other it's, feature films yeah. for Disney. But he, I think he did it like in like two weeks, See, two to four weeks. I didn't weeks. think it was awful. I just meant it was just kind of like it's there. It's it like, just, it, it, Star it Wars music forked. is usually really, you know, John Williams. Well, yeah, John Williams, yeah, you can't top John And Williams. when they do the Imperial, you know, music, sure. it's, it's great. But sure. that's about all you get. Yeah. Did, did you like the title sequence? Uh, not really. Yeah. It was, you, missed, you missed the scrolling, you know. Yeah, that. you have to have the scrolling after a long time, you know. Long, but long I guess ago, the scrolling is only for, scrolling is only for the. Uh, well, yeah, for the episodes, which I'm, I'm I'm glad they did that. But but yeah, it was an unmemorable title. Yeah, screen, but and it didn't. It, it felt like a movie trying to be a Star Wars movie. It's like this is a Star Wars movie, so you don't really have to riff off of the original episodes. Yeah, make it your own. You know, but whatever. I'm not sure. I'm not so sure how much of that the director had his choice on that. No, I mean, I've heard I'm there's sure a lot. Sue of, probably came in and said, "Yes, we're going to do this." Well, I'm yeah, there was a lot. Fun. Apparently, a lot of reshoots on this and changes. Imagine that. Made. Imagine yeah. that. Well, usually there's not in these, but I think it's back in the. You look at you know when Lucas did it, it's like he got to do whatever he wanted, and now that it's like they're hiring directors, Disney has. The well, full say. It's, it's Disney. If they watch it and they don't like specific things. They're going to change. We're going to change it because originally uh, the um, the original cut it was a lot darker and grittier. Whatever. Which so is they cool. had to throw in some scenes to really darker than this. Wow, I guess it's yeah. pretty dark to begin with. 
But it's pretty cool seeing the ATATs on the island. Yeah. At the end and all that. It was pretty cool. Yeah. So I give a higher recommendation than Joe, but Joe liked it too, and I'm sure he's recommended. Did you it did well. you like at the beginning though when they cut to all the planets? It was like way too many fucking planets, and then I hated that they had to put the name on there because it was the first time in Star Wars movie that they actually showed you. I got the planet, but you almost needed it. I got a little confused because they were going so fast, but right. I actually liked that they put the planets because they gave a bit of a description and sure. explained right. it to me. Right. Because I mean, I don't know the planets, and they they took that from the the newer Star Trek movie. Yeah. Well, I I liked that. I you know I'm, I. If you don't know all these planets, it's easier if they just put it there and say this is a you know a rebel or like a imperial prison right. colony. Well, thank you because now I know what's going on. Now the so. big statue of the wannabe Obi Wan in the desert that wasn't Obi Wan, right? That was just some type of Jedi temple, right? I, where they kept the kyber crystals. I think so. Okay, yeah, right. I don't think so. Yeah, because there's no there's no Jedi's in this movie. No, no. There's, there's, there's one who's strong with the Force. Yes, he's not a not Jedi. A Jedi, yeah, absolutely. There's not one lightsaber in this movie either. No, and I'm fine with that. Yeah, I'm fine with that. It's a different take. So. Bunch of weird cameos in between the movie, but yeah, whatever. So be it. Yeah, so I definitely I, worth seeing on the big screen, especially for the last five minutes. Yeah, don't wait for video on this one. So it's go, definitely good. Go see it this holiday season. <laughs> <laughs> yes. All right. Well, that's what we've recently seen. Shall we move on to our uh, top five for the yes. week? Yes. In uh, honor of Die Hard, we're going to talk about the top five Die Hard knockoffs. Yes, because Die Hard kind of started its own genre. Yeah, I don't know if there were any movies like Die Hard before that. I mean, there's been terrorist movies and things like that, but no. Die Hard just kind of like had like twenty or thirty movies. I mean, you had just, movies like you know, like disaster type films, things yeah. of that nature, like Towering Inferno, which you is know, where Poseidon like, Adventure. Yeah, we've got trivia about that. This was kind of related to right. Towering Inferno, exactly. Book, but. but I mean, you really didn't have like an actual action hero. Yeah. In one of those against all odds situations. Yeah. Know? I mean, that was the first and of its kind. After Die Hard, there's like the floodgates open. Right. And like That's every a, action star, like per se, like basically had their own version of Die Hard. Yeah, pretty much. Pretty much. So um, oh, a couple things about this before we talk about it. We're not going to put sudden death in our top five nope. because we reviewed that already. It would be both of our top fives, I bet. Yep, definitely. And we're not going to put Toy Soldiers in there either. Because we've, that was our, the very first review we've yep, ever done in the show. Absolutely. And we're also not going to do any of the Die Hard sequels, which is kind of, you know, makes sense, I guess. Uh, yeah, it does. All right, so what do you got for number five, Joe? So uh, the first one on the list is Passenger 57, <laughs> which, is, which yes. was literally tagged as Die Hard on a plane. Absolutely, and I, I, that was my number five as well. Right. Good old Wesley Snipes. We're doing this again. Love. I don't know. It's 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 fun. I can't say it's the the best. It's very cheesy. Die Hard knockoffs, but it's cheesy and it's what like an hour and five minutes. The thing's really short. It's it's super short, and they're on the plane for what 10, 15 minutes maybe <laughs> in the movie. They're more than that, but it just seems like very little. And and what was the whole deal with the film? They're bringing back a hijacker, right? Yes. On What's a plane? Say the tagline from the trailer. You you do do you do it better than anybody. They're bringing Charles Rain back home on a plane. The world's most notorious. The, the world's most notorious. You totally biffed okay. it. Well, man. fuck it. No, it's well, okay. we should just be playing the damn clip. Yes, but yeah, it's it's like really on a plane. Yeah, you that know? was the best. That's that's like, like, said, like that's like yeah. you're lying about the yeah, it's like pedophiles. They're like. bringing the world's most dangerous child molester back to prison on a school bus. <laughs> oh no! <laughs> it's the, oh yeah. Jesus, that's horrible. Yeah, but I mean, it's it's such a short movie that it doesn't stick around long enough to uh, right. w- uh, where it's welcome. So. But in 1992, it was cool. Yeah, and this was when Wesley Snipes was kind of 
being groomed to be a big big star yeah. right after White Men Can't Jump. I don't think his career really ever went no, real far no, after that. I, I think he did that, a lot of stuff, but he, he Blade never was really, probably like his best film. And for, that was well, that was kind I, of a comeback because it had been yeah. like six or seven years. I but mean, that, that was really well done. Every year he had a big movie coming out that never really panned out. Like, oh, yeah, it's no. Rising Sun. It's going to be huge. Money Train. Money Train. Yeah, boy. This holiday season, catch the train. <laughs> or don't. The money Train. It's funny. I think we saw it in the theater. I don't remember a goddamn thing about that movie. It was it was really boring. I think Woody was in that and wasn't like Yeah, Woody uh, Harrelson Jennifer had a very long year. Yeah, yeah, Lopez was in there. We sucked. It's like a love triangle. You know, Woody Harrelson had the hots for her, but Wesley Snipes was giving it to her. Yeah, that was fun. He was losing a bunch of money. I wish he'd give me my money back. Yeah. But anyways, Passenger 57, a very fun movie. It's, it it's, is. Yeah, it's totally... The trailer's still fun to watch. It is. And they have, they have great... Every time Tom Sizemore can convince Wesley Snipes to get back in the action. That's right. That was pre, like, you know, drug... Yeah, pre Tom Sizemore, days, where yeah. I was, like, totally nuts. Right. I think um, after his movie Heat is really when he started it, going... Doesn't he play uh, Sly Del Vecchio? Was that his name? I think you're right. Yeah, like a ridiculous name. He always has great names. He always did. has great names. Yeah. Even in Natural Born Killers and then Reservoir Dogs, the same character they just refer to him. Pretty much. As the um, yeah. slime ball. Yeah, so, well, that's our number five. Skagnetti, let's, right? Skagnetti. Seymour Skagnetti. Yeah. <laughs> All right, what do you got for number four, Joe? Five was yours, too, huh? Yeah, oh, you're tied. Yep. Very nice. Wow. Something with the same one? Yes. Uh, number four is Cliffhanger. Well, there's a good choice. Die Hard on a Mountain. It's on my list, too. It's a little further down. And that was pretty much um, Stallone's comeback film. Because what did he do before that? Stop, uh, stop he, or my model shoot? Well, Shitty movies like that? Oscar. Oscar. He's trying to be a comedy actor. The comedy actor. He was trying to it be went a really well film for and all him. that. That was, that was great. Yeah, Cliffhanger is uh, a lot of fun. That's one of Rennie Harlan's better movies. Well, yeah, I think that was the follow-up. Uh, Dyer. Dyer, too. Dyer too yeah. yeah. So why not do a Dyer knockoff after Dyer? Exactly. And then I believe he did like another kind of diehard ripoff with that like John Cena movie, Twelve Rounds. Oh, that was horrible. <laughs> that was shit. I actually saw that in the theater. I think that was Randy Harlan, wasn't it? Yeah, Randy Harlan directed it. Um, I believe it was from the same writer as Speed as well. Oh, Randy else might have. Dear Lord, it's it, it sucked, dude. Skip it. Oh, I, I skipped oh. it already. Usually, <laughs> go watch it and laugh at it. Anything starring a wrestler is usually pretty bad, yeah. except if it's not The Rock. And of course, they go through Twelve Rounds. Of course. It's John Cena. Mm-hmm. Yes, definitely skip that. Yeah, we'll, we'll, I'll talk about Cliffhanger, too. It's on my list, too. It's a little further down. But, yeah, yeah Cliffhanger's a lot of fun. It's oh, a it's movie. a great movie. It, I, it, as far back as I can remember watching, you know, action hero-type films and all, this is the first time where the hero really kind of fails at the beginning. Yeah. You know, which kind of launched that in other films. Sudden like death. death. Sudden death is the same thing. But, you know, that was the first. I mean, because Stallone always saved the day. Yeah. You know, for him to drop... <laughs> the holding the girl and she falls, yeah. She would have just <laughs> remained calm instead of moving around. Yeah, she she would have been dead. all right. She kind of deserved it. And that fucking teddy bear. It's like, just it's a teddy bear, let it go. Let's... Don't you drop her, game, <laughs> Michael Rooker. Just, Sarah, please, just reach up. Yeah. Sarah, please... <laughs> that was Joe's impersonation of the Wilhelm scream right there. Yeah, that was terrible. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm a big fan of Cliffhanger. I remember seeing that. I think, did you see that at West Town with me the first day? Um, I think it might have been Jim and Dave and I. 
We, yes. I don't know if you went, but... No, we. I, th- I think we saw it again later. I think we did like a senior skip day thing for that, because we yeah. skipped our senior skip day to go to see that movie. To go see Cliffhanger? That's and how awesome. we made the right choice. Yes, you did. Yeah, I remember that. It was like uh, a little before graduation, May of 93. Yeah, yeah. Memorial Day. Yeah. That had a great trailer. God, trailer and I remember you had that awesome. poster in your bedroom. Hang on. Hey, I still have it. Still Hated have that it. poster for some reason. I thought that poster sucked. <coughs> I thought they could have done such a better job. Well, of. there's nothing to it. It's basically a uh, poster with type on it. And yeah, a little illustration of Stallone jumping over the mountain. Well, let's let's talk about the uh, original trailer with the impossible jump that he does that wasn't in the movie. Which actually, at one point, they're going to leave that in the film. I, I'm glad they cut it because when you watch it, it's like no man could do the jump that he no, made. No, plus you can see the wires that are visible yeah. on him carrying him over, but he like yeah, jumps like across a, for like, like a, a day. It was like a sixty foot jump. <laughs> like holy shit! And then the big words cliffhanger come slamming up on the screen. But but hey, they they took it out of the movie and the movie worked. I enjoyed yeah. it. And, and like I said, anything with John Lithgow as a bad guy is automatic right. thumbs up for me. It holds up well, you know. I mean, Sammy, you walker. <laughs> John Lithgow. Yeah, John Lithgow goes out like a bitch in that movie. He man. does. Same with Ricochet too. Lithgow just gets t- and then he, out throw, he throws sequence. the money into the helicopter and sl- slashes it all, and John Lithgow, my money. <laughs> Fantastic. Well, I love that even Stallone. He's uh, throwing. Like um, wads of cash in the fire. He's like, cause a fortune in this place. <laughs> <laughs> this movie totally works. It's a yeah. lot. It's a lot of fun. It, it is. It's a lot of fun. A lot of mistakes, but a lot of fun. Oh, absolutely. My number four is Under Siege. Oh, good one. That's yeah. my number three. Seagal's best movie. Yeah. I think most people agree with that. Yeah, I definitely. Would. I guess I. You know, some of Seagal's other movies are really enjoyable, but sure. this is not a super cheesy movie. No, it, it's it, his I, best movie. I meant. And he's probably the, the most physically fit in this film, wouldn't yeah, you say? Yeah, yeah. After that, he... I mean, you got freaking Andrew Davis directing it, who's a fantastic yeah, who director. Who he also teamed up with on his first movie, Above the Law, which yeah. I still love. That's a great film. Holds yeah. up well. He did The Fugitive, so he's a, he's a quality director. Yes. He's got freaking Tommy Lee Jones as a bad guy. Exactly. And this was Tommy Lee Jones' kind of comeback movie. Yeah, he was he was phenomenal in that yeah. movie. Until he got the knife in the head. <laughs> that was, <laughs> the, that was, the big rubber head. <laughs> wasn't exactly his fault. <laughs> They're like in like this like intense knife fight, right? You know, and Seagal, I think it's one cut on his arm, right? Yeah. And then he just fucking knives hits him in the nose and knifes him right in the fucking head. Keep, um. keep the faith, Stranix. <laughs> yeah, that knife scene was almost as bad as the uh, fake Denzel Washington head from Ricochet. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it almost looks like they actually took a white actor and like painted his face black. <laughs> Did. Don't want to be racist, but it's like it, no, but it was awful. It's like, oh my god, if you're gonna find a stunt, double, I thought it was please. Malcolm Jamal Warner actually for the Cosby <laughs> Show. They rented him out. Oh my that. god, it's horrible. <laughs> it's like he'll do. He's fine. Yeah. No, but no, that's and out of all the diehard knockoffs, I mean that really holds up well. It does. It does. Uh, a lot of fun. And it's, you know, it's intense. I mean, I remember watching the theater yeah. with you guys and Hilldale. all that. And yeah, good old Hilldale. Oh, with the uh, like the seventies porntastic shag carpet. And oh God, yes. Curtains that come out there. We were, I believe we saw that in the small theater too. Yeah, it was in the tiny. Hilldale yeah, had yeah, one big the theater, the which theater. was bad, and one really tiny theater. And that tiny theater sucked. But we saw a lot of great movies. We over did. There. We did. Star Trek: uh, The Undiscovered Country. On deadly ground. <laughs> on deadly. Oh my God. <laughs> We got to do that on this show. Oh, definitely. Because I like, think that I would haven't, be, I've never finished that movie. That would be a good live yeah, show. Yeah, because we like left the movie. We quit. It it sucks, dude. After Steven Seagal looked like he got his, his dick sucked by an Eskimo, I like I'm out. 
I'm out of here. Do you remember the sequence though at the bar or whatever? Yes. That one guy's just like just riding into that Native American. Yes. And he, the, the Native American, I think he like like poured beer in his face. Yeah, he was like beating like him disgraced him in yeah. front of this public yeah. crew or whatever. Yes. And then of course Seagal comes in to save the day. Yeah. And like starts slapping him around. Yeah. And, and then he has what's like the this line? Thing. What's the cheesy line in that? Oh God, I'm trying to remember. I something about we can change or something. I was like, how, how many? What does it take or something like yeah, that? Yeah, what does it take? What does it take? Yeah, what like, does it take? I want to be a better man or yeah, something. No, what he's the- like, it takes time. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> so he took a man that was literally <laughs> off the wall asshole to he like changed his mind. Yeah, a whole religious Seagal's experience. Directing the movie is great. Oh, fuck. more on that later. Well, that that movie's a completely different from Under Siege. That's like. Deadly dick, Jesus fuck. I believe Seagal's success at Under Siege gave him the power to get to direct his own movie, and this is what happened. Yeah, and he, he blew that one. Sometimes you shouldn't do that, but Under Siege is the best Seagal movie by far. Yeah. And Under Siege 2 is totally watchable. Oh, yeah, it's totally popcorn. It's, it's not really good, but it's totally enjoyable. Great line, though. No, the nobody beats me in the kitchen line. Yeah, well, I mean, that, that line should have been the first one. It should have. Maybe it was. Yeah, but Under Siege, like I said, Tom Lee Jones and freaking Gary Busey's oh, in Oh, Gary it. Busey was great. Just up as that nurse or whatever. Disturbing. That was scary. Disturbing. Very disturbing. Yeah. He opens up because, yeah, Casey uh, Ryback was a uh, chef in the film, so he was uh, preparing the dinner, right, yeah. for the party. And, of course, when Gary Busey's asshole character walks in, he has to open up one of the, like, the pots of stew or whatever, and yeah. he's like, Ugh, smells like lard omelet. And, like, fucking <laughs> flens and it. spits in it. It's like, great. Classy. He gets locked in there. Hey, boy. Hey, boy. Go check out my pies, boy. <laughs> Dude, I got to watch this. It's a fun movie. It's been a while. I think after this, I'm going to go home and watch Under Siege. It's, it's a good choice. You have, yeah. that, you have that one? Um, no, but I can rent it on iTunes. Nice. $3.99. Well, shit, you could probably buy it for $9.99. But. Get one of those those uh, Warner Brothers. Are those on Netflix? Maybe they'll come up on Netflix. They might be, so. but they've got like all those triple features now. Yeah. And stuff, oh, so. God, yeah. Get some pretty good deals out there, but. Yeah, so Under Siege is my number number four. Okay. So we'll number three. That was cliffhanger for me, so we've already Under talked about Siege that. was my number three, yep. So okay, we're on so two now. I guess we're jumping to two. We are just flying through this. We are. What do you got for number two, Joe? The Rock. Oh my god, I got the Rock for number two as Holy well. Holy fucking shit! You think you think we planned this in advance? <laughs> now the Rock is awesome. Probably one of Michael Bay's finer movies, would you say? Yeah, because Michael Bay, most of the time, he annoys the shit out of me. Yeah. And there's there's parts of The Rock where he almost reaches that level where I don't like like it, but 99% of that movie I like. Right. His Sean shots Connery's are very great. artistic and commercial. Yeah. But I, I enjoyed having Sean Connery back up on screen, being a badass. That was probably his best performance since Indiana Jones, wouldn't you say? Yeah. In the Last well, Crusade? Yep, because Untouchables. I mean, he was great in Untouchables. That was before it. Yeah. That was before. Yeah. But the Crusade... Was more comical and all that, and yeah. he pulled it off great in this. He had a great Untouchables character. Untouchables would probably be in my top ten. I forgot oh yeah, he he was fantastic in that movie. Kicks so much ass. Fantastic, yeah, but, but the, the, the Rock, Rock has it all. I mean, yeah. for being a dire movie, that was really fun. That's probably the the most fun you'll have off of you know watching a diehard knockoff. Yeah, I mean the it's, whole it's, Alcatraz, you know, diehard and island for the most part. It probably goes a little further than a diehard movie because it's a little bit different. It's not quite there, you know stranded there so much as right, little, but I mean it's yeah. with the hostages trapped yeah, in a confined space yeah. that's your MacGuffin oh, I still the film? Can, yeah I still consider it part of, yeah, part of that type of movie but you know it's I think it's a little better than your average right. knockoff because right. it's, it's a little more original is what I'm saying sure yeah and I mean it's it's Nicolas Cage when he wasn't batshit crazy no no but that that, that was like his that, first yeah. action movie The yeah. Rock and then after that he did Con Air yeah that's where Nicolas Cage was batshit crazy so. yeah 
Oh man, you go back and watch it. It's a fun movie. It is. Don't don't get me wrong, but my God Almighty, that accent that he pulls off it's in the film is terrible. Dear, dear baby girl, when I get out of prison, I'm gonna come find you because I'm in jail right was now because I put someone's what? nose through their brain. Was that Nicolas Cage or Forrest Gump? I could. Well, he I, that was Nicolas Cage. <laughs> Cameron Poe. Cameron Poe. Good Lord. I haven't seen Con Air in ages. I think I should my, watch it. My that baby again. girl gonna get that bear. I'm gonna get her picture back before I get on this plane. Danny Trejo is the rapist. Oh yeah, that's right. <laughs> and then Melkovich, he was, he was terrifying in that movie. Yeah, John John Melkovich was a badass in that movie. It's the only time I've ever like seen him as that. Yeah. What was his name? He had a cool name. Cyrus, Cyrus the, the virus. virus. Yep. Cyrus the virus. Yep. And then wasn't uh, who's the comedian that was in that fucking movie? Chappelle. Chappelle. Chappelle's God. in it. Yeah. That's funny. I forget that he's in that every time I watch it. Yeah, he gets killed real fast. Yeah, he does. That's right. He they ask him to open his mouth, and that one guy's like, "Oh my God, it smells like someone's shit in your mouth." Ah, <laughs> 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 uh, <laughs> classic. That is. Yep, so we're, we're, The Rock is definitely very high on the list. I mean, it's, it's just a it's a damn good movie. It's a it lot is. of fun. This summer, get ready to I mean, it's rock. Got Ed, it's got Ed Harris and Michael yeah, Bean's in great. it. Yeah, it's Michael Bean. Yeah, the great standoff there. That was, yeah, that was, that was phenomenal. Great, very, the action in that film is superb. That was yep, pretty cool. I agree 100%. Except for the goofy little uh, green balls. You know, but whatever. That was a long, yeah, I mean, you know, it's... It's, it's just funny because it just it looked like a bunch of, like, fucking rubber balls rolling all over the place. Like, yeah. oh, look out for the, the bouncy balls! Again, you got to look at it. It's like, what, was that 96? It's like 20 years old. Yeah. So it's like, you know, things... Yeah, that came out the summer of uh, Jesus. Uh, that was Twister. Summer of Jesus? No, <laughs> that sounds like a good movie. The Summer of Jesus. The Summer of Jesus. I actually wrote a Jesus movie. It's called Randy and Jesus, about a stoner who um, hangs out with God for a week. Really? It's fantastic. Yeah, he's... It, the, the, the trailer opens up where... Randy, he's like a just a, a pot smoker, right? One. Randy's sitting on the toilet and, he, and he's he has a terrible stomach, his diarrhea. Yeah. And he's sitting, he's like, oh Jesus Already Christ! A good start right and there. Jesus turns in, he's like, yes. They're <laughs> <laughs> sitting on the sofa, just you know, bumming out him and Jesus. And he turns over to Jesus, he's like, hey man, you want to smoke some weed, man? He's like, no, no, son. Do you want to walk on water? <laughs> it's fucking terrible. <laughs> Randy and Jesus, There's a the worst comedy ever made. There's a reason we're hosting a, hosting a podcast. <laughs> and not directing movies. Now watch, somebody's going to listen to that pitch and be like, Jesus Christ, we need to do Randy and Jesus. Could you get Mel Gibson to star in it? I, I think you could. He'd probably and, direct it. And Mel Gibson. And Mel Gibson. <laughs> Out there. Joe used to make uh, posters like for imaginary posters, movies, yep. for movies he wanted to make. And one of them he made was called Out There. <laughs> Starring Mel Gibson. No, it's and, no, Mel, and Gibson. Mel Gibson. Had a bunch of people in at the end that said and Mel Gibson. What was the, what was the, the I search don't movie? Remember, remember the, the search two? <laughs> the search two, Snowbound. <laughs> You're like, Joe, like, where's the, the first one? The first search. Oh, it doesn't matter. It was, it was a shitty story. Joe's a, Joe's a fantastic artist. And oh. it's like, but he like make these posters. I'm like, what is that? <laughs> but he, very creative. I mean, it's way better than anything I could do. But I just always laughed at out there. We call out it there. out there. Out there. <laughs> And Mel, and Mel Gibson. <laughs> we laughed. He's like, yeah, like Mel Gibson's ever going to be like a guy that would be like an end in a movie. I'm like now he's begging to be that. Exactly. I'm telling you, you pull that guy in. Absolutely. Anytime. We could, we could, we could gather uh, Mel Gibson, Chris Walken, because he says he'll do anything, right? Pretty much. He, Come he on, rarely, Chris Walken. Will you play Jesus in Randy, Randy and Jesus? Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> he said that. He said, I rarely turn down a script. I'm like, yeah, I can tell. Yeah. Yeah. You did like five of those prophecy movies, I think. Oh, 
he sure did. It's funny. Um, we were at the dollar store picking up some candy some of those. for the kids, and they had the entire collection on DVD. I, I was going to pick that up for you, but... I think he only did, like, two of them. Now, that would have been a Christmas gift uh, right there. You know what? I, I think I'll still pick it up, because... It's it's in the two dollar bin. Did you see that in the theater? I think did we see that in the we theater? saw the first one. Yeah, we saw. And it. after that, I'm like, I'm I'm so out of this shit. That was <laughs> yes. terrible. I love. Christopher I mean, we've Walken. seen a lot of shit movies, but oh, that was I couldn't get into it. No, you know, Chris was walking back in the day with you know the black hair and the. Well, it's just I don't know, man. He just looked odd. That was just a weird movie. I don't, I don't remember anything about it. It just wasn't. He was, it was, he, it he was, was awkward. Yeah, awkward man. Yep, I agree. All right, well, we really enjoyed The Rock. It's not the prophecy, so <laughs> let's go to number one. What do you got for number one, Joe? Speed. Oh, Jesus Christ. It's the same thing I've got. Die Hard on a bus. Wow, we've, like, tied on most of these. Yeah, but, I mean, Speed... Speed is the best. Creme of the creme. I mean, really. There's Die Hard, <laughs> and then there's the Speed. Right? What did you say? Yes. If, if I'm going to pick a movie that's going to rip off Die Hard, I mean, that... Before that movie came out, I remember we saw the poster... Yeah. I was all geeked up because I'm like, holy fuck, that looks like a Die Hard movie. Well, come to find out, Mark Chapman actually designed the poster yeah. for Die Hard 2. He also designed it for Speed. And, right there. And, yes, Tom Tom has it hanging up on the wall here. So yeah. the same artist that designed the Die Hard 2 poster designed Speed. It's so actually right away, a pretty, like, hey, it's, it's cool. It's a pretty awful poster. They could have done a lot better, but it's... It Get gets, ready for rush hour. It gets the point across. I mean, Tom, if we actually could direct adult entertainment films... Yeah. We were going to. Uh, we had a what? A, somewhat of a synopsis, a premise. Yeah, there was for a, movie, a porn a based speed. on speed. It was going to be called Skin Bus Fever. <laughs> get and, ready for Bush Hour, or get ready for Gush Hour. <laughs> one of the two, either of the two. But it's basically the guys on a bus with a bunch of women. It's like you've got to keep having sex with these women, or the bus is going to explode, or his dick would explode. Oh, is that something. it? Okay, was yeah. that it? You yeah, want like, to take a little further? Yeah. I, I don't know. That's it's funny though. Yeah, we great. some great ideas. I think we had some good. If you start room. fucking, this dick will explode. <laughs> <laughs> now terrible. maybe maybe there's a career in uh, Hollywood for us after all. I don't know. Maybe, but that'd be that'd be hilarious. Oh, that's right. And we, the the bus that they're in were the, was the Oscar Mayer Wiener, <laughs> right? <laughs> Get, that's right. Get ready for gush hour. That sounds better than bush hour, but whatever. We can use both of them. Ten naked women on the bus, Jack. What do you do? I gotta fuck them. <laughs> Oh my god! I love it. You know that that's was great. classic. Oh my god! Oh Jesus! Such such geniuses here. <laughs> yeah, Sp- Speed is a great movie. It's a lot of fun. It is. It's fun. I just actually looked up on a website. Um, it's called The Art of the Title. Check it out sometime. Okay. They, go, they have heard a of bunch it. of like opening title sequences and yeah. they explain um, the art direction behind it and the backstory. Yeah. And and actually the um, ad agencies that actually worked on it. But I, I never knew this, and the whole opening sequence of the elevator shaft yeah. is a 50-foot model. Really? Isn't that something? Wow. Yeah, I'm like, holy shit, I totally fooled. I always thought they actually filmed it in an actual live elevator yeah, I always liked that. I always liked that. Uh, well, the title sequence is great. I love it. A I, lot. Watch it. I haven't seen that for a while either. I should go watch it again. This, doing this podcast, someone's like, oh, God, I haven't seen that for a while. Yeah, like, you know. that's, that's a fun movie. I mean, that, when, that was going to the movies when uh, everything was kind of flat sound-wise, right? Yeah. And then uh, DTS was introduced, right, to audiences, and they called it the digital experience, which the first movie um, that actually was released with that was Jurassic Park in 93. Yeah. And then Speed follows it up in 94. And, I mean, it was uh, the, the sound quality on this film was just fucking 
top notch, dude. I mean, yeah, you you felt remember, like you're on that, that bus. Was, I remember it was that was loud every time it, something exploded. Like the seats vibrated, you know. Ninety four was that when you were working at the uh, the the corn place? No, no, I was uh, selling vacuums. That summer. Oh, the, the vacuum. The good old the good old vacuums. Oh, you got to tell a story, Joe. Oh, I don't know. You got to tell a story. My Wait, which one? I have so many. Oh, the, so many. The the, uh, the demonstration that went wrong. Oh, the demonstration that went wrong. Yes, so, I love the story. Here, here it goes. We're we're in we're in someone's house. Basically, they'd. Um, you sold high. These are high end vacuums. We'd have telemarketers that would literally just, you know, fucking cold call people, you, right? Like sometimes low to set up appointment, and yeah. we would like you know basically say, hey, if you watch a show for forty five minutes, we'll give you a free prize, right? Yeah, people we'll give you a fucking yeah. grill, and it was like a shitty steak grill <laughs> that you like put in your oven. It, yeah. it some of the worst fucking gifts in the planet. But anyway, I get into the house, and then you got it. You have to pitch the machine. So everything's like thousands great. of dollars worth. Yeah, they cost fifteen hundred dollars. Oh you know, God. but everything was straight commission. So if you were to sell one at fifteen hundred, you get five hundred dollars in your pocket. Damn. And that was great. We made a lot of money. Yeah. Um, I was in people's houses where kids um, didn't get their new computer because their mom bought a fucking vacuum. That's right. They probably are serious. The kids were like, now. yeah, the kids were like crying because they were the mom wanted the vacuum instead of that. Yeah. Exactly. These She's kids could be sitting like, at home rubbing it on her clit right now, for all we know. Whoa! Hey! These, these, uh, these, Merry Christmas! These kids could be uh, like working at NASA now if they got a computer, but because they didn't get a computer, they're probably out in the street or you know, probably on welfare or doing something you know so sad because Joe got a couple extra bucks it's in his like, pocket. I'm sorry. Okay. Anyway, but getting back to the story, yes. basically now we're in we're in the house. Um, the, the, the sales going pretty good. I'm, I think I have them, you know, reeled in for a sale. I'm gonna. I'm gonna deliver this machine to him. Yeah, and the lady's all intrigued about it. We're at the dem- the part of the demonstration where you basically put powder down on the carpet. You suck it up so they can see how the cyclonic action works. And, <laughs> and action. then you pick up like this heavy metal bullet to just show the that. Oh, look at that! I still still have a lot of suction going on here, right? So it doesn't matter how much shit <laughs> I pull. Can we this stop machine. talking about vacuum cleaners at this point? How much I have to pull? Look in at the suction. <laughs> This, that's when Steven Seagal walks in. Uh, I want to introduce you to the cracking crevice tool. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah you I know, used to be in the movie. You want to see the cyclonic action? <laughs> so. Is that right? So <laughs> I, I grab a machine that some other salesman used prior, right? Yeah. So I'm in the house. I think I have a brand new machine. So after you do this demonstration, you're supposed to. Uh, open up the top of the machine to blow out fresh air, right? So you'd be like, <laughs> even after picking up all that dust and dirt, smell how fresh this is, right? <laughs> well, I do that, but I point it at the lady's face, you know, and all this dirt and shit flies out <laughs> all over, all all over her face. And I felt so fucking bad. The husband stood up and he's like, get out of my house right now. Like, I'm so sorry. <laughs> but yeah, that's the good old days right there. Uh. You felt so bad because you didn't get five hundred dollars. Yeah, yeah, and uh, the, because I fucking threw a load of dirt in some chick's random face, I'm like, "Good Christ!" Oh, oh that was embarrassing. That, that's where I was. Instant, mad. like my face instantly turned red, and I'm like, "I gotta get out of here." It was as bad as uh, in the religious home. There's the like a gigantic, home. there's a gigantic mirror behind me. Yeah, and these these people just weren't buying shit that day, right? But they were yeah. like, like big time religious. The cross is accidentally all over the said. Um, I think I said damn or something. Like, okay. we do not use that language in this house, mister. And I turned around. And I, I kind of gave, like, a dirty face. Like, eh, fuck, fuck you, you know. And then I look up. There's a gigantic mirror. 
So they all saw it. I got <laughs> the guy picked up my bags and threw them out the front door. <laughs> it was a tough business. ABC always be closing, right? Yes. Oh, good God! Not that day. Oh my God, that's awesome. Yeah, a lot of, a lot of good stories. We'll get into them well, absolutely. throughout the shows. So yeah, that was that was quite a summer. Oh, it I was. remember every week I'd, I'd see you probably every couple of weeks because you were busy, but like yeah. you'd always have stories for me. Oh yeah. Oh, interesting. You met a lot of interesting people. The best is when you actually went to uh, trailer homes. <laughs> yeah, great. Yeah, I'm gonna clean up your house, man. Wasn't to, wasn't we, wasn't your boss doing a tremendous amount of drugs or yeah. something? Yeah, yeah. Like, we won't, we'll, we'll discuss names or anything. But I remember, like, wow. Mm-hmm. Come to my office. <laughs> it's like, holy <laughs> shit, what's going on in here? <laughs> yeah, very weird, man. He he reminded me of Alec Baldwin, really, nice. from Glenn Gary, Glenn Ross. He, you know, dressed like him. The and finest five minutes of Alec Baldwin's career. Oh. Fantastic. Who am I? Who am I? My watch costs more than a house. That's who the fuck I am. And to answer your question, pal, if it was up to me, I'd fire your fucking ass. <laughs> he was so good. A, Don't always play B, with your B, wife and C, kid. closing. Always be closing. Classic. We can't really fit that movie onto the show. I wish we could. Uh, a, no. That is a fantastic movie. It is. One of the, probably one of the top five casts. Was it AIDA? Is that right? What? And then he goes to ABC and then he goes AIDA. A, attention. Do oh, I yeah, have your attention? Yep, yep. yep. I, I just always remember interest. ABC. I mean, friggin' Alec Baldwin, you know. Are you Al interested? Pacino I know and, that you are because it's either fuck or walk. It's <laughs> a great line. So basically, if you don't want to see that movie, just go look up. Alec Baldwin and Glenn Gary Glenn Ross, it's like a five-minute scene, and oh, yeah. he just kills it. Oh, he nails it. Oh. And he never was nominated for that role, well, I mean, or it was, did he? It was a little short. No, it was a little short. Okay. But, oh, yeah. he, he fucking, that was just great. Great acting, superb acting. Al Pacino's great in it, too. Kev, Kevin Spacey. He goes, he, that's kind of the term for Al Pacino, Asshole! isn't he? Right? What? That's kind of the term for Al Pacino. After that, he's like, always oh, over the top. Yeah. Started with that movie. Yeah. You know? They, they say it was so hot outside. The homeless people were telling him to shoot him. What? Yeah, he wasn't quite as bad in that. <clears throat> I think it was kind of around the time Heat came out and he did that, you know, scene like, she got a big ass and he got a head. Oh, the way up it. So he, the, he finally admitted that his character was on cocaine in the film. Even though they never show him I believe it. doing the blow, but definitely now. Because yeah. he was way out there. I believe it. Yeah. Well, the fucking guy worked, you know, 24-7. Never, never went home when he did. Yeah, that's... A- I love that. So now we've got we've gone way out. I think we were talking about speed. Let's get back to speed. We did. We did. Speed's awesome. It is it's awesome. Number one. Who directed Speed? Do you remember? Jan DeBont. Jan DeBont, the same guy who filmed Die Hard. And directed Twister. Yeah, well. And directed Speed 2, Cruise Control. And the sequel to Tomb Raider. Oh, really? Okay. But at one time, he actually oh, and he also did The Haunting. That movie fucking sucked. Liam Neeson was in that oh, shit. That's well, Liam Neeson has done Terr- a lot of terrible bad movie. But no, the the only good movie that this guy directed, John DeBont, was Speed. Yeah. Um, and it actually has the same production designer that was on Die Hard, Jackson yeah. Govin. I I'm not a huge fan of Twister, but it's not a bad movie. It's you know for what it is. It's, uh, it's, it's very cheesy. It doesn't hold yeah. up well. C- no, it's, it was the no. year of CGI. Everything at was CGI time, at the time. It was pretty cool. It was, but I mean, that was the song. Cow C- Man, CGI. Flying Cow, CGI. Yeah. Remember the trailer for that? The teaser trailer was great. Yeah. That was the first time you actually saw a tornado that looked awesome on screen since what? Wizard of Oz, probably. Yeah. And that tractor flies in the windshield, which was never actually in the film. 
I'm like, ah, oh, maybe it's going to end. Maybe it's going to end with that shot. You ever go on the uh, Twister ride at Universal Studios? Oh, that sucked. <laughs> it was pretty bad. A fucking rubber cow flies by. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> Universal has had some kind of weak ones. The Jaws ride was awful, too. Oh, Jaws. It's like, oh, the terrifying shark. I felt like I was going to be set on fire by the flames around you. Like, I think oh, at the Orlando one? Yeah. I think they shut it down because it was kind of unsafe. Well, it was... Uh, I think it cost so much money, too, to run, and then the shark would always break down in there, just yeah. like the movie. So there you I go. love Universal Studios. It's fun. I, I love going there. I was there well, it was about three or four years ago. Yeah? They, they, they got rid of a couple things. I'm, I'm going back. I think they got rid of Back to the Future. I like to go back this April because they have the Star Wars celebration. Yeah. April 14th through the 16th. I, yeah, I'm totally going down there for... Um, the, the Star Wars land? Well, no, one of these times I'm going to go down there for Star Wars uh, World. No, for... Um, Around Halloween for the haunted Halloween. Oh, movies. yes. That would be fun. See The Walking Dead? They always do like a Halloween thing. And they always like have that. a ha- Halloween theme. Yeah. Um, I remember one year they had, actually had like the Wolfman haunted house or whatever. Yeah. That would have been awesome. We uh, went to went to the Universal Studios and the park next to it, whatever, the Islands of Adventure. Okay. Because we had a, those express passes. Yeah. We, we went on like the Spider-Man ride like 10 times. Yeah. The Transformers cool. one. A lot of fun. Transformers was awesome. It was fun. That was phenomenal. Yeah, it's just, the know, technology that they pulled off. I don't that. handle scary rides well, but those I can deal with because sure. they know yeah. their video screens. Right. right. Um, and Jen actually went to. Do you ever been to the Mummy ride? Yes, I love it. Love it. I hate that kind of shit. That fucking thing flies, dude. She you know, goes it was so funny because we went on that, and she she knows I hate like any kind of ride that's like. You and then know, she forced you to go on it again. No, we oh. got on it, and we got in the line. We were like ten minutes. We got got in strapped in. Like yeah, I'm like this is a roller coaster. I think you might not like this. I'm like, oh, fuck you. <laughs> Thing's only like probably two minutes long. Have you been to Great America? When I was a kid. Okay. I cannot do any of that shit. You, have you been, you, have you ever rode the Batman ride? No. Oh my you. God, dude. That, I, I love roller coasters. No. But I'm at the age now where my heart, I physically can't do it. Oh, but I still I, go on it. But that fucking ride will beat your ass. I got problems, man. I can't do that shit. That's and like that's I, the one where your legs are dangling. No way. And you Forget just it. go fucking flying. It's like, it feels like your the ride goes for two seconds. Well, yeah, there's like uh, your head's banging. At Islands Adventure, they had uh, like a the Hulk, Incredible Hulk one. Yes, yeah. yeah, my daughter went on that. She loves it. I loves saw it. that. I'm like, that looks fucking scary as shit. <laughs> my daughter loves that ride. Even my wife was like, I'm not going on that, and she likes scary roller coasters. The, I'm like, the only ride I will not go on is a Superman ride at Great America because, well, like Superman, it mimics that you're flying. So it starts off where you're kind of buckled in in a seated position, yeah, and then it turns on you so then you're just dangling oh, like you're flying yeah. and then it climbs slowly and then drops and then it you do like all these loops that it looks like you're flying in the sky i'm like at any time if something malfunctions the fucking safety harness could bust open you're gonna fly in the dirt you know <sighs> okay shin your pants and dive right in that's oh. a tough situation yeah no i can't handle any of that stuff but yeah the, I, I know what you're talking about the mummy was fast man i lost my shades in that ride but it, it was good yeah, I feel like your your eyebrows are gonna burn off Thank at the God beginning when the flames and shit blow up on the ceiling. My eyes mostly. I'm like, holy like, fuck! I'm so, I'm, I was so fucked. But you like haunted houses and shit, right? Yeah, I can deal with yeah. that. Haunted I just need to be in fun. control of stuff. So okay. that's why I can do the the haunted you know Halloween nights thing. Because those are like haunted. That would that would be a good one. I I like to go to that. Yeah, it's like every year they do like new movie kind of like related. Yeah, things. every every year they have some type of theme. They you know I think a psycho one. Speaking speaking of the mummy though, did you see the new trailer? Yeah, the mummy. So is is Tom Cruise supernatural in that film? It, I was intrigued by it, but I don't really know where it's going. So, well, I heard that they're going to relaunch. Yeah, because like Doctor Jekyll's in it, like yeah. Russell Crowe. So this is the, this is the first launch movie for the new yeah. Universal monster movies. 
Um, and then if this is successful, then we'll get the Wolfman. Um, which I, I thought they tried to re, um, relaunch everything with the Dracula Untold. Did you ever see that? I did not. It looked like me, me and my kids saw it in the theater. It's really not that bad. Oh, really? It's really not that bad, but it was just another sloppy... You know what? I did see that. I rented that. Yeah. It, yeah. it, was, it was just put together sloppy. I, I like bits and par- pieces of it or what have you, but... I don't know, man. Just get back to the the roots of that shit. Maybe make one in black and white or something. I don't know. Yeah. And you have to you have to set it in like um, that period, right? I, I don't like that they're bringing them. It's gotta be you know in time. present day. I, I don't I don't dig it. And the mummy now is unless a, they do it check. right, like Monster Squad. <sighs> Would you redo Monster Squad? You could actually make that film pretty fucking cool. Yeah, I mean, you my, really could if you actually had a good, decent budget. Well, on that for film. what it is, it's a it's a fun movie. For it's an a 80s fun movie. movie. My it's, kids it's still cheap. love watching it. I, I like watching it. Yeah, like I said, I saw that at the Bruce Campbell Film Festival with uh, Fred Decker there too, and he <laughs> talked about it. And, that that would be a fun live showing to watch if Fred Decker was going. to Yeah, talk it was about great because he panel. he's funny when he watches his movies because yeah. it's like he has so many problems with his movies. Sure. He's like, oh god, I came and watch this because all the stuff I did wrong right, in it. Right, right. Especially Night of the Creeps. He's like, I, I just came to the point now in the last couple of years where I can watch this movie. Wow, and it, that's a great movie. But it's like I see this stuff on the screen that I did that was wrong, and I'm like, wow, that's yeah. It's funny because like you, that's you, an artist high, man. You look at it so much different than like the average person right, who like, exactly. loves your movie. Yeah. That's great, you know. Well, it's it's kind of like with Die Hard. We're gonna go through some fun facts and mistakes and all that. I mean, we've we've all seen Die Hard, yeah, hundreds of times. But then when you well, actually, you specifically, well, you know, well, yes. But I, I usually dress up like Bruce Willis and watch this movie with a box of Twinkies and a, and a pack of Marlboros. But you dressed up like him as, when he was in Color of Night, you know, the Color of Night outfit. No. Your little Willis hanging oh, out there. My God. <laughs> oh, it's terrible. <laughs> Do his little fucking grunt. Yes. Does he have that trademark? Because it's in every fucking movie now. It's kind of like Arnold, Arnold Schwarzenegger, and it's like going, ay, 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 ay. <laughs> the nice. You, you know any good Arnold movies where he goes, ay, ay, ay. <laughs> especially the, the Total Recall. Total Recall when his eyeballs yes. popped out, and yes. then they just somehow. <laughs> <laughs> I don't get that, man. <sighs> Fucking Quato lives. Total Recall. Oh my word, Jesus! Sorry, we 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 got the point. It was speed was number one. We're just kind of fun, we're man. Kind of talking now. Speed's fun. Go watch it. Yeah, we're just watch Die Hard first, and then watch Beat. Kind of going our own direction today. That's all right. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah, going a lot better than our first take. I'll tell you. That. I think so. Well, <laughs> we haven't gotten to Die Hard yet. That's where it really. No, that's when road. everything turns to shit. So we're getting close to you that. You see, point I'm such now. a fan of this movie that it's hard for me to actually go through and talk about, which I'm not going to do. I'm not going to do that today. We're we'll just going to we'll jump into it, and have fun, and then we're going to talk about a, you know a bunch of fun facts, yeah, uh, mistakes, history of the film. Um, so there you go. We've actually got it out in the background. We've been kind of watching it all the time we record this podcast. Yeah, they just showed the scene where he tried to smash the chair into the window and it busted right away. That, yeah. That took him like 50 fucking plus oh, takes. These, these hairstyles are incredible. Yes. Well, let's, let's get into it then. Let's let's talk about Die Hard. Now, my first exposure to Die Hard was, I think, on HBO when I was a kid. Really? Yeah, I didn't see it in the theater because I think it was a little, I mean, what what, what year did it come? 88? I was, I was in seventh grade. Right? Yeah, so it's like, was it 88? 88, yeah. Yeah, so I was 14, so it's like I was still that age where it's like, so you So you middle school then? Yeah. Right? Yep, so I, it was kind of right before I would Yeah, because you, you jumped into freshman year in 89. Yeah, yep. perfect. Okay. Yeah, and I, I, specific, I mean, I really enjoyed it, but like uh, I really 
learned more about it when I met Joe because I met Joe in a st- study hall, right? Or was study that, hall, yes. Study I hall. I think that was one of our first conversations was over Die Hard. Absolutely. We're talking about movies and like I had recently been to the poster master store in Madison that had like posters and they had a Die Hard, the original like teaser poster. Yes. Out there for like 10 or 15 bucks. It was a cool looking poster and I bought it because I was kind of getting posters from the video store and all at the time. But this was a really cool looking one. It was a reprint, but it still looked pretty cool. And Joe's like, talked about how he's a huge Die Hard fan. I'm like, sweet, I saw an opportunity right there. I know this guy's like, I've got a Die Hard poster. I've got an original teaser poster. <laughs> and Joe's like, boing. I'm, I'm like, right away, I'm like, oh, you have the poster that says, you know, the 12 terrorists, one cop. It's like, yes, the I against do. John McClane. You're like, oh, I sure do. And it's an original. Yeah, it's original. I'm like, really? Oh, my God. And you're like, how much can I give you for that? It wasn't, I didn't even ask how much. And Joe's like, how much can I pay you for that? I, would, like, I said, how much would you sell it for? I should have just said, dude, I'll give Can you Can I get like 50 bucks. bucks or 75 it was, bucks? I think it was 50. It was a lot of money because I paid like 10 or 15 And then come to find out this fucking rips me off. It's not even original. It's a fucking reprint. And a, and a, a, a 25-year-plus friendship was born from from. Yeah, that was great. It wasn't even the crack um, specs. No. Was it, it doesn't even measure out to the, um, back then, the uh, specs for a poster was 27 by 41. No, 27 by 40. But. Well, I still got 50 bucks out of it, so yeah. fuck you, pal. You're like, thanks, pal. That's great. <laughs> nope, yeah. That's but, right. And I think over the years, I really liked Dyer, but I think I started to like Dyer a little bit less because Joe liked it so much, and I got so resentful of Joe talking about Dyer all the time. I was like, I don't want to fucking hear about Dyer anymore. That's the actual But I'm going to come on come on this podcast right now and say Dyer is a fucking incredible movie. Yes. It's perhaps the best action movie of all time. I won't say it is because I say it's, it, there's... There's some other movies up there that I like on an equal Outside level. Outside of Raiders of Lost Ark? Dire, dire, you know, I'm, it's I'm, right there. I'm not going to say it, but I'll say it's it's up there with the yeah. very, very best. I mean, seriously, if you had a handful of action movies, right? Yeah. You would have Predator, Die Hard, Raiders of Lost Ark, right? Yeah, I mean, Predator especially. Predator's, I mean, although Predator isn't officially strictly an action movie. It's a science fiction horror movie, well, too. it has it all. And... There you go, all John McTiernan, director of both movies. Yeah, I mean, he should John be my McTiernan, favorite director of all time. Off awesome. I never. He did um, Nomads or with something. Pierce, with Pierce Bronson, <laughs> not Charles Bronson. No, Pierce Bronson. <laughs> I'm gonna call him that every time I see him now. That's great. It's like my brother. Whenever I would see a Steven Seagal movie, he'd always call him Kevin Seagal. Kevin Seagal, really? I never got that. Like, where do you get Kevin Seagal from? I like that. I just like that. Kevin Seagal. Kevin Seagal. See, if we ever make a movie in the background, there'll be a movie playing Kevin Seagal, right? I think so. I just like Kevin That's Seagal. That's pretty cool. It's catchy. I like it. No, but McTiernan directed these two, like, awesome, but two of the best 80s movies. I mean, like, did three After that, everything films, else was Back bad. to back to back, really? He's done nothing good since then. No, no. And nothing even, like, moderately watchable. It's mostly just been garbage. I mean, the last action hero. That was piss. Yeah. Um, basic. Not very good. Yeah. Yeah, they, they, that movie fell apart at the end. Rollerball, like right? He did Roller that. Rollerball, yeah. Oh, fucking remake. Uh, did he do Medicine Man too? Yes. Okay. Yes, there he you did. Go. So he 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 goes from. I found the cure for cancer, and I've lost it. <laughs> he does. You Nomad. should do that. You do Sean Connery. He does. Um, he does Predator, Die Hard, Hunt for Red October. I I mean those yeah. three. Yeah, I forgot about wonderful that. films, well crafted all the way through. And then he does Medicine Man, and it's like, yeah, dude. Did he also direct that crappy Lorenzo, or not, what's his name, Antonio Banderas movie, The 13th Warrior? Yes. I actually <laughs> saw that in the theater. I've never seen that one. It's... You know, it's funny because, like... It's not that bad. It's what I've heard just, from some people that really like that movie. It's not that bad. Okay. Check it out. 
So it's worth watching. It, okay. it's, it is worth watching. I don't know where I can find it, but... I mean, I, th- I believe that was based off of Michael Crichton novel. Yeah, see, I wasn't really looking to see it because I'd heard so much bad stuff about it, but I've heard there's like a, a pretty good cult following for that movie, yeah. so I'm like, eh. Maybe. I mean, it's filmed well. Yeah. I mean, the, the, the production quality is pretty cool, but... Well, maybe I'll give that a shot sometime. Give it a shot. It's a lot better than Last Action Hero. Well, that's not saying much. Well, it's a lot better than um, Basic. See, Basic, like I said, I, I liked bits of it, but it just sure. fell apart. Really it does quickly. fall apart. Yeah. I mean, outside of those three movies that I mentioned earlier, the Thomas Crown Affair is the closest that yeah. he actually got back to his craft. You know and, what I mean? And I think he's out of prison now, so maybe he'll do something Well, like I'll it. give him Die Hard with a Vengeance, too. I mean, it's it's by no means good as the original. Yeah. But it's a fun fucking movie. It's, it's still a fun movie to watch. Yeah. I mean, that's ba- it's basically, hey, let's use the success of Pulp Fiction and throw it in a Die Hard. Again, it's not really, didn't really ever feel like a Die Hard movie. No, because he's, he's, out in the, he's out in the open. I mean, at least with Indiana Jones movies, there's always that MacGuffin, right? Yeah. Where, okay, we have the Ark, then we have, you know, the little stones, what have you, so on and so forth. In Die Hard, the MacGuffin was the, the Noctomi building, yeah. the airport. You know, it's a location. But then he just started, he's out there. Well, he's even Die Hard too, it's like not the airport. He's going to other places. Yeah, he's, he's like, traveling out to the church. He'd go anywhere. Uh, of course, the suspense is, oh, yeah, his wife's hovering above. Is he going to run out of gas? Yeah. So he has to stay near the airport. But you're not trapped anywhere. Like the first time I saw the teaser trailer for Die too, I'm like, I'm like, holy fuck, it's going to be great to see a Dyer movie in the theater. I'm like, he's going to be trapped in a plane, you know? Yeah, I, It's funny, we have this argument, and I agree with it, and I, I think the same way, but then it also kind of shoots our top five list down because we've kind of put a lot of Dyer ripoffs that totally do the same thing, like well, Cliffhanger yes. yeah. and Speed. Speed is the closest, yeah. though, that you actually had that, you know. The, most of, yeah, good portion. Most of it's trapped on that bus, you yeah. know. The bus goes over 55. Under Siege is one that's Sorry. on the boat the whole time. Yes, yes it is. But so like, there's your confined space, yeah. which works out pretty cool. That's the closest. I guess the problem we look at a Die Sudden Death and Under yeah. Siege prior are the closest yeah. that match up to the original Die Hard. Yeah, I think they hurt the Die Hard sequel so much because Die Hard 1 is that singular location, mm-hmm. and then it's like they changed the, the premise because they kind of had to. Right. It's so much more obvious. Speed is like a different... It's its own movie, right. so you let it play by its right. own rules. But. And, I, and I've heard that they're actually making a sixth Die Hard. They're going to call it Die Hard Year One based on the comic books or whatever. Ugh. But, I mean, okay. It's going to have Bruce Willis in it? Yes. Or a young guy? They're having a young guy and the older Bruce oh, Willis. Oh, is he going to be like, telling the story? Well, no, no, no. What happens, I, I believe it's based in 1979 or something, right? Yeah. Just, just follow me through it. I mean, it sounds somewhat it's not interesting. Gonna have, it's not going to have a stupid kid in it, is it? His kid? Yeah. No, no. This is before the events of the Nakatomi okay. situation, right? So I think he's still a beat cop. But there's something that happens that then matches up in present day that he has to deal with. So it, it could be interesting. I just hope they trap him somewhere you know, in a location. Joe, they got to fucking let it die. Well, f- uh, yeah, of course. You there, watch this. Okay, let's, let's, get, let's get right into Die Hard. Let's talk about Die Hard. What works about it's Die Hard? It's a cash car. What works car. about Die Hard, and the best thing about it, is they picked Bruce Willis, who wasn't a really known actor. He, he did Moonlighting and a couple other movies. Right. Nothing big. He's he an wasn't owner. an action hero. Right. He looks like an average guy. He's, he's not everyday, like He's not ripped dude. at all. Yep. 
you know, he's a you've got a receding hairline. He's not really just a normal looking guy. Normal looking guy. And when you you begin to learn that he's you don't even learn that he's a super cop. It sounds like he's just a no, regular cop. It's a character that doesn't like himself very much. Yeah. Right. And he's like and he's he, doing the best that he can do in odd situations. Yeah. He right? talk talks about how he can't get you know he's not can't come come to his wife because it's like he said he's like uh, stuck working cases and like right. he, he's got to finish up his cases. If it's a super and- cop. The case is to be done. Right, yeah. No, he can't. He's still tying yeah. up loose ends back home in New York. He's just an average cop. And you know what? You like that about him. He's thrust into a situation where, you know, it's... he He's not really prepared to deal with it. No. There's a no, scene no, no. early, you know, when the when kind of... He's coming to L.A. to go to a Christmas party. Yeah. Right? And when, like, the shit starts it's happening... It's the relationship. In, the, in, like, Hans Gruber, the, the terrorist right. mastermind here kills Mr. Takagi right in front of Bruce Willis who's kind of watching it yep. he doesn't act on it because he's like scared right. he's like he even says it like why didn't you do something because you'd be fucking dead too exactly and it's like you would never see Arnold or Stallone no. say that they would have jumped through the room shot everybody in the room yeah. except that, for Hans Gruber because he'd run off because you still have ex- to make a movie exactly right. but that immediately kind of like makes you identify with him because like holy shit this is a normal guy he's, he's a cop right he's not just a normal guy but he's not like a super cop right yeah. So, no, I agree. 100%. And I mean, yes, he does some crazy heroic stuff, but that's mostly because he's just fighting for his life and fighting to right. save his wife. Well, I and think that's hostages. why people related to the character so much of John McClane. Yeah. He's that everyday gentleman, your yeah. average Joe, right? It's like, oh, this would be me if I was stuck in this situation. So you can relate to that. At the beginning of the film, when he meets up with Argyle, right? Yeah, the limo he, driver. He's like, hey, what do we do now, Argyle? He's like, oh, I was hoping you could tell me because it's my first day driving yeah. the limo. You know, He's just a really like the other extra guy. would be in the back seat, right? And they would talk through that window. No, he sits in the, the front seat next to him in the passenger seat. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah, and he meets his wife here who's kind of estranged from who's living under her maiden name and he you know, seem do you think they're gonna get back together? They start talking and then they immediately start fighting. It's they like start, it's a real they start getting in a fight. Yeah, it's a real life thing. You can you can understand it and identify with these people. And I think he's there to make peace with her. Yeah. Because I think he's a little hot-headed because she left for a um, a career. Yeah. Right? Um, which, you know, that's cool. But again, we have to remember, this is the 80s. Yeah. You know, men were still the breadwinners, what have you. So, in a way, and I heard this before, I don't know if it's true or not, it's kind of a symbol, that when Hans Gruber at the end of the movie grabs onto her watch and he releases the watch, it's kind of like she also... Like go for a career. Oh, that's anyway. pretty deep for me. I've never, right? I've never even thought of that. It's just like uh, okay, and I don't know if that's true. I just read it somewhere, but <laughs> that seems pretty deep. It is deep as shit. But yeah. after that, really, I, in the movies, you don't hear much of her outside of well, she's still working somewhere because she's she's flying back from business trip, right? Yeah. So. I don't buy it. That's one thing I didn't like is she's so minimized in the the future movies. Yeah, well, and then they have a cheesy uh, voiceover. I don't even know if it was her on the phone. John? John? Dire with the Vengeance? Oh, that was so stupid. I'm like, come on, guys. Don't do that. Yeah. But But yeah, I mean, the the point of the story is, I mean, everybody that's listening to this, you've seen Die Hard fucking thousands of times, right? That's Um, just you, Joe. Most people have seen it a couple times. Well, sure. But whatever. I mean, (laughs) the simple synopsis is... They went from hundreds to thousands now. (laughs) In the turn, millions, in the last billions. half on this podcast, they've watched it a bunch of times. Somebody, somebody's on there like, "This is my, this is my ten thousand time, Joe." Yeah, um, but I mean, yeah, all the characters are are well fleshed out. I mean, yeah, I, I even even like Argyle, the limo driver, you know, and Argyle's a funny guy. Yeah, cracks me up. Everybody's got a place in this movie. I, I, I mean, I like Ellis, the coke using kind of, I don't know what you'd call him, nemesis for 
John kind of that he's, yeah, he's kind, kind of trying to move in on the yeah, yeah he's moving in on John's territory. John doesn't like that all that much. Yeah, he's, he's very the crazy. Sleazy. He's like the totally eighties sleazy archetype of you know like he's know, like the, one of the, like the top executives right got, for the company. He's got the beard, top executive doing the coke, doing you know, the coke, you know, fast talking. You know. That's a funny scene when you know McLean walks into the room and he's like, oh, "You missed something because dude has it all screen yeah, underneath yeah, his coke. nose." But, yep. And even Takagi's like, "Oh, this is uh, this is Holly's husband. Holly's yes. a policeman." <laughs> That's that's that might be the best Takagi impersonation I've ever heard. I mean, I've heard millions like of great Takagi impersonations, like great? but you want money? You'll just have to kill me. What kind of terrorist are you? Who said we were terrorists? <laughs> yeah. So we got twelve. How many host- how many of terrorists we got here? Well, the poster says twelve, but if you count the terrorists in the movie, there's thirteen, including Hans Gruber. Yeah, so he's got so, these kind of Euro trash German. Maybe Hans Gruber doesn't consider himself a terrorist. He's the leader, but then you then you would have your twelve terrorists underneath him. Yeah, um, and 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 through the movie, um, it it starts off with um, we're just going to do a, a rundown here. Um, so Tony gets it first by McLean, right? Then after that, he goes after uh, Heinrich and Marco because you got to love these names. Yeah, I always wondered, there's supposed to be German terrorists, but Al Leone's in there, our man Al Leone. And right. it's like, you know, wait a minute. Then he kills... Is he supposed to be German? Mar- Marco's the one that he throws out of the building. Yes. On top of the cop car. Um, then McLean goes after Fritz and Franco, okay? Because James and Alexander, they, they die in the explosion, right? Fritz and Franco, yep. What's a stupid name? Some of the names don't James really... and Alexander. I'm sorry, the guy that was speaking foreign doesn't look like a James. I wish... Alexander, sure. Yeah. There should have been a Chuck. <laughs> Chuck. Um, Theo and Christoph. What <laughs> is stupid. And then at the end there, Welcome, Jamal um, Warner. basically, Eddie gets shot in the head and then Grub- Gruber falls out of the building, obviously. Yeah. Um, happy trails, Hans. But, okay, so who's your, out fav- of, who's your favorite terrorist besides for Hans? Besides for Hans? Yeah. Carl, man. I guess it's pretty much all. Carl's right. fucking the bomb, it's dude. It's easy decision, yeah. But He's in, the one who gets the most time. In so. this movie, you have 13 total... Bad guys, right? 13 yeah. terrorists, we'll say, even though they say 12. There's 13. Out of those 13, who doesn't die? You tell me. Okay. So if you're watching the movie here, it's kind of funny. Theo gets knocked out unconscious, right? Argyle hits him and knocks him out. He doesn't die, so he's still in the building. You never see this guy Wasn't get pulled out. Was part of the explosion out. in the building or anything? No, because he was in the basement. Okay. The basement never blew up. I guess that's true. And then Kristoff is a guy that's running out with the bear bonds, and Bruce Willis clips him with his machine gun yeah. and knocks that fucker cold. And then all the bear bonds go flying on the floor. What happened to him? Well, I'm sure he got arrested. Well, I, I hope so. But maybe there's a story there. Maybe Kristoff, you know, is comes out real? like he's a he's a, a poor hostage. Well, they could have done that for Die Hard Three and said they had the brother of Hans Gruber. Because the next time you see Bruce Willis, well, maybe Bruce Willis brought him out, but they don't show that though at the end of the movie. Yeah, and I mean, there's it's a well crafted film by well crafted. When you watch a movie, it's a movie you can watch without noticing anything because the story's that good. Yeah. The actors are that good. And when you, you watch it, it a thousand times like Joe, you pick up things. Then you pick up a bunch of shit, you know, and you can pick it apart. But it's such a well-crafted movie. That was back in the day. You had a budget of $28 million. Everybody was on their A-game that they pulled in. The cinematographer, the production designers, everybody. I mean, they have fucking... That cast and crew were phenomenal. Yeah. Bruce Willis is paid $5 million for this movie. Crazy. They shopped it around. It started off where... The the movie well, we'll is based off. Of, There's so many, so many. People well, we can say it now. I mean, yeah. Roderick Thorpe, right? Wrote uh, 
Is it a Roderick? Sorry, Roderick <laughs> fucking name, whatever. Bo Derek Thorpe. <laughs> Damn it! See the, the problem with uh, doing so these excited. podcasts. Joe's just standing up, throwing his hands there. He's so excited to talk about diet. I'm Hard. running around. I've got to. I've got to rein him in. Sorry, it's okay. No, yeah, it, it, it was based on the book by Roderick Thorpe, who Roderick basically Thorpe. wrote uh, the the movie, the detective. the detective, which was Frank Sinatra film. They turned that into a film, yes. Yep. Yeah. And then this was the sequel with the same character. Yes, and, called uh, Nothing Lasts Forever. Yes, and they they shopped this to Frank Sinatra initially. Yeah, and he it's, turned it down. It's Thank changed. God. It changed quite a bit in the you know into Die Hard, but actually a lot of it stayed. Yeah, I mean, a lot changed, of it stayed. Obviously, the character was made much younger. Sure. And then it, they tried to pitch it to um, Schwarzenegger. As Commando Two, right? Which yep. we we know that already. We talked about that with their Commando. I've heard that. And you know what, dude? I'm not sure if that's legit. God, because it, it's it like, says, I, yeah, but you, you you wonder how many of these are made up by people. The, the other story is that uh, Clint Eastwood owned the book rights to this for a number of years and wanted right. to make it right. And because uh, Clint Eastwood did a lot of that back in the day, he'd buy books. Buy books, make, right? He bought Unforgiven and like wait because he wanted to make which would have been interesting. It would have been interesting to see Clint Eastwood in there. I mean, yeah. they they also pitched it around a. What, the likes of um, Richard Gere, uh, Burt Reynolds was yeah. another one. There's a bunch of just a bunch of crazy ass names out there. If you like, people are like, seriously? That's why I, I wondered yeah, about Stallone, Don Johnson, Harrison Ford. Um, now, Don Johnson is the one of there. It's like, I'm wondering if he couldn't have worked. De Niro, too. Didn't you say De Niro? Yep. Michael Madsen. Michael Madsen, that would have been interesting. It says what did he do before that? War games? Yeah. For like two seconds. Turn the key, sir. He was probably in um, The Natural, too. Dude, Madsen would have been great in this. Maybe he would have lined about, you know, the, the Christmas with Mother. Yes. I'm going to do that for you right now. I'm going to do a little Michael Madsen for you. Please, please do. Uh, uh, it's nothing like uh, come back home, have Christmas with Mother. It's nothing like Christmas with Mother. Christmas with Mother is a special thing. <laughs> you nailed that one. Can you do a, a, a Reservoir Dogs for him, too? A Reservoir Dogs? Can you bark all day, little dog? Oh, yeah. Are you going to... Bark all day, little doggy. Or are you gonna bite? <laughs> what you what you leaving your car, Dad? The French fries, Dad. He just tried to fuck me in your office, Dad. Dad. <laughs> keep keep talking like a. I can't even say. Oh that. yes, yes. Can't even can. say that line. You can't. Uh, yeah, but this this movie. Yeah, Tom Berenger turned down the role, which is another one I probably could have seen. Yeah. Al Pacino. Out of all of them, if De Niro's true, that'd have been cool. And then he did what Midnight Run, right? Which was released same, same, same year. day. Al Pacino, I think same day. Oh, same day. I think okay. so. Al Pacino and my favorite, my favorite choice that didn't happen, Nick Nolte. <laughs> Could you imagine? Like, better, how many times did he run up? Smokers. Yeah, how many times did he run up? Like, God damn it! God damn terrorist! God damn it! Welcome to the goddamn party, you fucking cocksucking motherfucker. <laughs> Reggie, is that you down there, you fucking cocksucker? I, I can't believe he turned it down because he would have been able to wear the kind of clothes he likes to wear like all the yeah. time. Look like a you know, Hawaiian shirt, probably. <laughs> <laughs> That'd have been awesome, actually. <laughs> Nick Nolte, oh. die hard. Richard Gary, I don't get that one at all. This is the one that I read, which is ridiculous and it's got to be bullshit. It says Bill Cosby was briefly considered for the role of John McClane, but producers thought that his attachment to the film might have given audiences the misconception that it was a comedy. I, I'm going to call that bullshit. It's got But be. I'm telling you what, he would have had one hell of a good fucking time at that holiday party. I know. It, it puts <laughs> the pills in the pudding pops. Going to get you a drink, ladies. 
would have made it easier on the terrorists because all the women would have been unconscious. The oh my god, Mister! I can't feel my legs, but I'm gonna be feeling your bush soon. I would like to talk to you. <laughs> I would like to fuck you. <laughs> Cosby, die oh, hard. Oh no, no, not at all. Make sure you get the die hard booty pops. Can you do a Bill Cosby doing yippee ki yay, motherfucker? <laughs> Motherfucker! <laughs> Can see the facials on him saying oh, that. Oh, terrible. <laughs> Just horrible. That's gotta be bullshit. Um, yeah, I'm gonna call that bullshit. We're, we're not Mythbusters, but we're gonna bust that one. That's got I'm, to be bullshit. I'm busting it in the balls right there. <laughs> yes. But, you know, they they pitched his shit around all over Hollywood. Yeah. So do you think that's the main reason why they gave him $5 million to say, fuck you guys for turning it down? Well, Rupert uh, Murdoch did it. I don't know. Maybe they just liked uh, Willis's screen test. I mean, maybe. You know. I mean, Fox. And maybe they just wanted to get the movie going. Fox it's stated like, that they were reliant on its lead actor. I find that bullshit. Well, I, I think it, like I said, it, it, it was shopped around so much that sure. they, they needed to land. So if you look at it, they, they got like 20 people here that turned the movie down. Right. They, they needed, needed somebody. somebody. They need somebody. <laughs> maybe they had to overpay to get him. This is know? a guy that used to sing on Bartle, Bartles and James commercials. Bartender. He, yeah, bartender, right? He um, he was an extra in uh, the Paul Newman film, The Verdict. The Verdict. That's right. He's standing, yeah, he's sitting there in the crowd, yep. right? One of the jurors. It's really right? nothing. Um, but it's a, I mean, he did a movie before that's called Blind Date. Yeah. Right? Mel Brooks, right? Uh, the Blake Edwards. Or Blake fucking A. Yes. <laughs> this is awesome. See, the later it gets, the more shit I forget. It was, it was Blake it Edwards. Was, I'm sorry. It was Mel Bronson. Stop. Damn it. Here we go again. Take three. No. Tomorrow. No. No, this is the you, final this one. Is, this okay. is, I'm enjoying this. We botched so it, but we're going we're gonna to move forward with that. He's in the movie no, Blind just, let's, Date. No, just to clarify, you botched it. Not me. <laughs> I botched it the fuck. I botched <laughs> the, the shit out of that one. Um, he does that <laughs> film. Then he's in a successful TV series at a time called Moonlighting, right? Yeah. Um, but. He's filming that at the time of this. He was like filming the, the show during the day and coming to film this at night. Which, which works out because it works on the film. Yeah, you know and they that said like they said like tight. They, they had to give more scenes to like the terrorists and things so because Bruce couldn't do all of it right, which worked. Totally. I can see. It, I mean, in some of the scenes at the end of the movie, I mean, there's true. You can see fatigue. Well, it works because it, he's supposed totally to be tired, exactly. He's, you know, and it works. But I'm telling you one thing: at that time, okay, say you know, fast forward, Die Hard comes out now, right? It's it's a brand new story. Like these movies have never been done. Yeah, right. And then they they give it to Bruce Willis, who's already an actor. Right, it's not gonna be. It's not gonna be that good. No, he because was a he was a new person. New person, new, yeah. five million dollars, and he has to prove to everybody, I can own this movie. Yeah, and that's that's why you actually get that performance outside of this movie. Bruce Willis is Bruce Willis. Yeah, except for Pulp Fiction, that's because of Tarantino, and then I'll give him the Sixth Sense. It's a yeah. movie I can't really go back and watch ever again. You know, but he actually did a all right job. I think he was nominated for that. Yeah. As well. You've, Bruce Willis has never been. I don't think. I don't, I don't think he was up for Oscar for that. Bruce. I don't think. I don't think he's ever been up for one. Really? I don't believe so. Maybe I'm wrong, really. but I don't think so. Golden Globes. Well, go on though. Go on. The with thing. Your the thing is, is like you know, I've never liked Bruce in a movie like I liked him in this movie. Well, yeah, because yeah. he's he's genuine. He's fresh and he's new yeah. and he wants to make it. You know, really put the effort in. Bruce is is lazy now, really lazy now. I mean, yeah, he is. Everything's straight to video. He just doesn't give a shit. You listen to the look up the stuff about Kevin Smith talking about working with Bruce on Cop Out. 
Dude, he he was a dick on that. Well, set. The, yeah, the stuff about not coming back for reshoots and then having to, the studio having to call him and say you have to come back and do this. Right, and just what a dick he was. He wouldn't do anything. It's like, but in this movie, you just you really identify with him, and he does a great job. And you know, I'm not saying he didn't do that in Die Hard too, but it's it's not the same. It's just right. not the same. Yeah, he's doing his sequel, getting paid big money, and he doesn't care as much. This was his chance to be a big star, and he he went for it and succeeded fully. Right. Unfortunately, after this, he became a big star. Yeah, he did. And that kind of affected his career. I mean, uh, a couple movies after this, I mean, we're all right that he did. I mean, Die Hard 2. I I did not say, I didn't mean to say that he hasn't done good movies. But no, I mean, he just got lazy. I mean, fuck, he's doing a remake to Death Wish, which I don't even think they're going to use the title Death Wish. Maybe First Kill or whatever. It's it's friggin' pointless since they just made like the sequel to Death Wish with the Kevin Bacon Death Sentence, which was the sequel to Death Wish. Who directed that? The guy who did Saw? Is that right? Okay. That's not a horrible movie. It was it was pretty pretty. Saw it a while while back. I liked it for what it was. That movie. uh, Not to segue, they missed the opportunity to have the best like tagline for that movie. It's called Death Sentence with uh, Kevin Bacon, and it's like his family is you know. One of his son gets killed, and he goes after this gang, gang, you know, gang people that kill his kid. They they should have put this tail on the movie. It's like revenge is a dish best served with bacon. Tell me that is not the best tagline for a movie that ever. Is, that is great. And they didn't use it. And they didn't use no, it. No, absolutely. Boy, did they fail that one. <laughs> they did. Yeah, yeah I think anyways, you're yeah. correct. I don't think he was nominated. No. I, yeah, I, I think he was nominated up for like some MTV. Maybe he's up for any blockbusters people's choice. It could have been the Golden Globe thing, but yeah. I think I'm getting that confused that because that was the only movie I think that he was attached to outside of Pulp Fiction that was nominated for Best Picture. I think that's it. What, 12 Monkeys? No. 12 Monkeys was up for some stuff, too. Up for Brad Pitt, not Bruce Willis. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I think that was was the one where he could have... That's a movie possibly Golden Globe, maybe. Could be. Um, But yeah, this this is... for me, it's it's the coming out party for Bruce, and I, I he was yeah. never this good again. No, I mean he's great in this film. I mean yeah. he owns that role. Does all the way from beginning to end. And unfortunately, they've made him do you it like four him. more times, and it's right. It's gotten worse every time. The the next couple of films worked out, but then outside of that, then John McClane almost beca- becomes indestructible. He becomes he becomes, like he becomes what I what I what I liked in this movie. He became the opposite. Yeah, he's vulnerable. He became you know? Stallone and he became he did. Schwarzenegger. By the time you get a good day to die out and the fucking guy is hanging from a truck that's hanging from a helicopter yeah. and he flies through a window that would kill any human being. Yeah. And he, he fucking gets up, runs out the... No. It jumps back out the window and gives the chicken the helicopter the bird before it crashes. Yeah. Lands. I mean, this this is not to say that he doesn't do some crazy ass shit in Dyer that is, you know, above of what a person could do. Right, but it fits but the story. It does, because it's, you, you know... You know the building's going to blow up? What are you going to do? Of course you have to rig a fucking fire hose around your waist and jump off the building. Yeah, absolutely. You have to. Or you can quickly just run back down the fucking stairs you came from and run really, really fast. Or if there's something dangerous comes up, you can get a really bad stunt double to do it for you, which is what we has a, a ton lot of. of them. Yes. I, lo- I love the stunt double when he uh, turns to the left quick as the helicopter's falling out of the yeah. off of the building with the explosion. If you freeze frame that dude, that's not Bruce Willis. Yeah, did you? At ever, all. Did you ever watch that video? There's out there. Um, I forgot which one it was, but it's basically about. Um, they show like Die Hard, like how many times all the things that have happened to Bruce in the movie, and how many of them would actually killed him. Really? It's great. I'll show it to you after we do the podcast. It's, awesome. it's only 10 minutes. They show every injury, and they basically consult doctors 
of like these things that have happened. And like, oh, like Bruce Willis is dead. Bruce Willis oh, is Bruce dead. Willis All is dead. Because like he he actually died like ten times in Die Hard because of the injuries he would have He sustained. probably would have died falling down the stairs. Yeah. Oh, we, I got to show it to you okay. after the. After that's, this. That's this is a good one. I, I, it's um. <laughs> Bruce Willis died. Yeah. Or is it John McClane is dead? John McClane is dead. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's pretty funny, but. Which I, I like to tell that this movie seems to be pretty realistic, but I know obviously there's some crazy stuff that happens, but... Right. Yeah, I just... It, it works on all levels for it's me. It's as crazy as Argyle in the limo. I actually have to get some volume here, and then we can play these lovely sound bites. Yeah, Joe has, like, the entire movie on his phone <laughs> right? to play. Here's our buddy Argyle. Argyle needs a return of the diehard movies. Yeah, I agree. He's like he's he missed in there. He was. Even like a throwaway guy like that is entertaining. Yeah, he was funny. But he kind of saved the day too. Yeah. You know, taking out Theo. Yeah, I mean we haven't even talked about uh, the the partner of Bruce Willis in this well, not the kind of de facto partner, his Oh yeah, Sergeant L. Powell. Yeah, yeah, he was he was great in that one. He, this he, is kind of a buddy movie too, because it's like he's the guy who's yeah. kind of helping him through the situation. Yeah, literally. I mean, that was kind of like his shrink throughout the film for yeah. the most part. And this um, guy's defending Bruce, you know, John McClane to, to his super superiors, and uh, especially Dwayne. Dwayne. Yeah, the big chief. Was he the chief of police? I forgot what his position was. Chief of Police, Dwight, Dwayne, Dwayne, Dwayne. That guy was an. Everybody knows him as the principal from the Breakfast Club. Yeah, he plays a good douchebag, doesn't he? Yeah, I liked him in this. Yeah, Dwayne, Dwayne T. Robinson was the deputy chief of police. Yeah, and actually, like um, Ebert's review of this movie, he was the reason he gave it a thumbs down. He said that guy just totally ruined the movie for him. I don't get that. I mean, he was a little over the top. A little over the top. But, but I guess yeah. that's a ruin the movie. Yeah, you know what? Roger Ebert back in the day, he loved Die Hard 2. Yeah. He said it was the best action movie he's seen since like Raiders of the Lost Ark. It had and like the same MacGuffin going on. I'm like, eh, no, not really. Um, but this is the same guy that hated Die Hard but liked Speed 2 Cruise Control. So... I just feel that he didn't think there were enough boobs in this movie to, to get Probably, to, probably. I mean, there were just, there was a flash well, in he, there. And then he, I remember he kept ripping on the review that he's like, oh, and then, you know, 20 minutes in the movie, you know, Bruce has to take his shirt off. He doesn't have to. It's fucking completely filled with grease and dirt. It's just... Well, Bruce wasn't, like, super ripped in this or anything. No, he's just a normal-looking guy. Normal-looking guy. But he's just like, oh, there, it's another action movie. you got to get your body all oiled up and all he that. He had a wife beater on, and he was, like, all exactly. dirty. Some inconsistencies well, there with the, uh, the the wife beater. Oh, yeah. You know, the, the scenes of, like, he keeps jumping back. Changes color. Dirty. Yeah. It's Whoops. like, wait a minute, it was green. Now it's kind of, like, off Well, I heard that what? was because they cut some stuff out, like, where he's yes. in the ventilation, where, like, there's, like, a lot of yep. dust and stuff. And yep. I but bought. it's funny. When he's in the ventilation shaft yeah. in there, it's, you know, it's... Dingy yeah. at best, but when he comes out of that fucking thing, it's like fucking solid green. I'm like, whoa, was moss in there? What the hell happened? Yeah, here? never understood that sequence. Why the fucking RV would drive up the steps? Yeah, that was doesn't make sense. But that, that's a that's another mistake here. So the two terrorists, um, the quarterback is toast. <laughs> what's her like cheesy names? James and Alexander. When they release the uh, missile launcher, the window shatters right, and then the then the Hans orders them to do it again, hit him again. 
Well, he fires again, and guess what? The same window that broke breaks again. Isn't it amazing? It's, it's incredible. It's amazing. This is like this generic CGI shot of um, John McClane's head looking down the elevator shaft. If you notice to the far left, the light bulb, right, that's literally right next to him when he opens up the elevator door, yeah. is like tiny as fuck. It's like the map painting doesn't match up whatsoever. You'll notice it on the left-hand side. Yeah. Oh, man, it just it cracks me up. But again, whatever. It's 1988. That's well, the best you can do. Well, that's a, that's a really fake-looking shot there. Uh, <laughs> let's, let's discuss... We haven't even discussed uh, Alan Rickman in this movie. He, it's kind of his coming-out party, too. It is. This He's 41? 41, 41 right? his first movie. First movie. And, he just, and what's the backstory there on that? He Joel was, Silver uh, and the director, John yeah, McTiernan. I think he Fun. was a theatrical... Like a did theater. And, okay. Uh, John McTiernan and Joel Silver went to see Dangerous Liaisons, and he was in, the, in, in it, and they said, that's our Hans Gruber right there. There you go. And this was his first movie, and he was kind of hesitant to take it because it was... And he was damn know, good. He's great. He's one of the best villains of all time. Yeah. I mean, he's up there with Vader. Um, Hannibal Lecter, right? Well, What'd I mean, you say? It's, it's, I don't know if I can go that far, but I can say that he just he, he plays it so well, it's, it's realistic. Yeah. He's not, like, over the top. <laughs> That's yeah. another great scene. The explosions. He's, he does it really well. I mean, he's, he's a menacing bad guy, but it's, it's not fake and, you know... We, doesn't chew all the scenery. He does from here and there, but just enough. So I've always thought Alan Rickman is one of the best bad guys of all time in this movie. Yeah, no, he's he's phenomenal. And you know, it's kind of it's interesting because you realize they, they had had to add the scene where he meets up with John McClane because they didn't have any scenes together until the end. But that scene works. It does. That's a great scene because he has that crazy well, it American. It just shows accent. how smart he is. Yeah, you know, as a bad guy, you know that dude's in control of it. He, you know, he owns his shit. He, he knows, holy fuck, I just found the guy that's been the pain in my ass, right? Yeah. But then John starts asking him a bunch of questions, right? And Hans Gruber is so smart that he quickly pulls a name off a bulletin board, right? An employee's name, Bill Clay. And so when Bruce Willis asked him that, he's like, hey, hey what's your name, man? Because McLean's smart, too, as a detective, right? Yeah. That was so well done. And, of course, they do that close up to the actual board and you see Bill Clay. Yeah. Clay. Bill Clay. <laughs> not a not a handle a gun bill. Yeah. I love that when he's like Oh no, 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 y'all one of them. Aren't you know you're one of them. What the fuck you doing up here? Well I managed to get out of there, you know, I was gonna go to the roof. Come on, it's just this way. Come on, follow me. He's like, yo, fuck that. It's a bunch of people crawling all over the roof. Yeah. That's, that's a good scene. I like uh, Big Johnson and Little Johnson, too. Those guys were fucking scary. Scary yeah. cowboys, weren't they? Yes. I, I would not trust any of them, and nor should you, because they'd end up dying if you did. Well, absolutely. But here, there's a, here's the scene. This is the end scene after uh, he does the fake accent or whatever, and, you know, McLean sniffs him out. Put down the gun and give me my detonators. Well, well. Hans. Put it down now. It's pretty tricky with that accent. You gotta be on fucking TV with that accent. Just what do you want with the detonators, Hans? I already used all the explosives. Or did I? Or did I? Or did I?
That's a, that's a cool scene. And the terrorists come running out, and they have that gigantic uh, shootout, right? All the, the glass, shards of glass everywhere. Yep. And what does our boy Bruce do? Because it's a dire movie. We're not going to crawl over it. We're going to walk over it. And yeah. seriously injure our fucking foot. Yeah, which is funny because, like, the, the whole thing of Bruce not having shoes, which is happens earlier in the movie, there's a reason for it. And uh, it's actually used in the uh, Nintendo game that they made. They made a really bad Nintendo game for this movie. I think it was, like, years later, like, 93 that it came out. But there's, like, a meter in the game for, like, your feet meter. Because <laughs> it's like <laughs> you, can't, you can't step on the glass. But we're hoping our, our good friend Mike Newmeyer will do a video. Like, he did a great one for Hudson Hawk after we did that. But he's uh, said he might play a... The Nintendo version of this for Oh, that'd be so, great. Because yeah. I, is it in the video game, like, to get your health back, did you have to, like, pick up packs of cigarettes in the video game? <laughs> no. Kind of like Double Dragon, where <laughs> you're, like, walking around and you just eat a drumstick that's just kindly left for you? Yeah, there, there was a... I don't know if you saw this. It's totally unrelated, but there was, like, an Onion article a couple weeks ago. It's like, video game character feels much better if eating roasted chicken leg off the ground. <laughs> it's a picture of Mike Hagar from Final Fight, because he goes... the Oh, the big guy? Yeah, yeah. yeah. all right. You'd always eat, like, a piece of ham off the ground. You're like, I feel much better now. Yeah. You know, like, I feel great. The best they could do, but... What's yeah, the, the Die Hard video game was a confusing mess, but... It was better than Hudson Hawk. It, that was, the, yeah, that was probably one of the first Die Hard games they made, but I remember, remember the Die Hard arcade? Yes. You know, we used to play the shit out of that. Which was like, wasn't yeah, like, really Die Hard. It was kind of Die Hard. But no, I don't know what it was, but it, it was fun back in the day. I think Sega put that one out, right? And then they made Die Hard Trilogy for the PlayStation. PlayStation. Yep, I picked that up. That was, uh, that was a tough game. That was tough. I remember getting good? in the airport. I couldn't even get out of the airport. Kidding, then they made that, then they made that really bad Die Hard game for uh, the GameCube. Oh, that that was Die Hard Vendetta. <laughs> that was a pile of shit. I remember that. I think you bought that and returned it like in the same mm-hmm. day. I'm like, well, it's got to be bad if Joe didn't keep it because he'll buy anything with Die Hard on it. I, I worked uh, at a company that had like a shrink wrap machine. Yeah. So basically, I played <laughs> the game. I went in there, I shrink wrapped it back up, took it back to Best Buy. I'm like, yeah, I picked up this movie. Sorry, I'm just. Uh, can I just get a gift card? Thank you. <laughs> then I did, and then I landed up buying like some movies or something out of it. It, it, it wasn't stealing anything. It's just you, you, you played it. Suck. It, it was terrible. It was, it was a, a rental. Yeah, a free it, rental. A free rental at best. But <laughs> good lord. Yeah. So, what's your what's your favorite scene in Die Hard? My favorite scene in Die Hard. Jeez. I have to ask you because you're not like a Die Hard Die Hard fan like I am, but. I think I, I think I like when when his uh, when the partner ends up shooting Carl at the end. It's a, such a revelation, you know. Yeah, because it's such a cool scene. It's like it you know. Well, I'm I'm just glad that Bruce's character wasn't the one that turned around and yeah. blew him away. It was cool because he was just kind of didn't seem he didn't seem like a bad cop, but he didn't seem like somebody that would be able to do something like that. No, so. well, especially his story, which yeah. is terrible. Yeah. You know, he had a tragic uh, past where he shot a kid. Yeah. You know, that, that's a great story. Um, and for him coming out, you know, they hug, have an emotional moment. Yeah. Of course, who's going to shoot him? He does, you know, because that was like him getting back on the there's, horse again. Yeah, there's a, lot, like there's a lot of great scenes in it. It's, it's really that's, a... that's, that's funny you bring this, uh, this uh, scene up with Carl, you know, because I was, I was surprised. The first time I watched Iron, when I was introduced to it, I remember, I think it was Oprah Winfrey or whatever was um, interviewing Bruce Willis. They showed a teaser trailer, the one with the yellow... Um, words slamming out the screen it will blow you through the back wall of the theater because it was one of the first movies to be um, shot on 70 millimeter again yeah so it was like a big thing back in the day yeah um 
come to the theater, listen to the awesome sound, big screen, which would have been great. Instead, saw Willow. We all know that. Um, <laughs> but my, my parents rented oh, it on it. VHS. You so, are great. <laughs> near the end of the movie, I'd take a piss really bad. I mean, I was into this film. I'd take a piss. I run to the bathroom, take a piss, and then I could hear my parents going, "Oh my god, what? Oh, Joe, hurry up! You gotta get back in here." So, wash my hands, go. They were excited in. you were taking a piss, and they're like, "They're like, oh, holy shit! Rewind that quick. You have to watch the end sequence." I'm like, "What? What happened? Like, just watch, just watch." And then, fucking Carl, you know, pops up. I'm like, "Oh my god, the hell is he still alive? That was fantastic." Because first, first time viewing that, I just assumed he was dead. But now, obviously, when you watch it again. It's clear that he has his hand under there. But here's some funny, um, here's a funny fuck up in that sequence. When Bruce Willis character John McClane wraps that chain around Carl's neck and literally hangs him. Yeah. Notice on the top left of the screen, on top of the stairs, when Bruce Willis um, is on his ass loading his gun, just look up the top left corner. Carl is standing on top of the stairs. And then the scene quickly cuts to him hanging with his hand. You know, holding on to that chain. I think I might have to look at that. Oh, it, it is hilarious. I'm like, the first time watching that, I'm like, how did I never notice that scene? It is so, like, in your face. Oh, the first time? How about the hundredth time? And now that you're stuck <laughs> 150, you finally figured it out. Well, another another fuck up uh, when Bruce Willis drops the um, the office chair with the computer strapped with the C4. The explosion, there's a wide angle shot of the um, the front of the building. Yeah, when that building blows up, it's one of the coolest explosions I've seen on film to date. Um, Richard Enlund, the guy that did special effects for Star Wars, worked on Die Hard. Um, but obviously, you can tell there's like um, somewhat of a mat yeah. getting in front of there, the steps with the um, RV on fire. As that explosion is going on, the stairs disappear. <laughs> Never noticed that before. Whoops. It's like on like the last frame of the explosion. I'm like, whoa, what? <laughs> I mean, it's like so. Clear and yeah. obvious, but it, it, it's pretty funny. Well, it's Just, funny that a movie could have this many goofs in it and stuff and still not affect the... the you no, know. because like, like I said, you just get sucked into the story and the actors that you don't notice anything else around. Um, but if you just go through the film and you want to pick it apart, when Bruce... Well, right away, when Bruce Willis's character gets picked up by Argo, right? In yeah. the limo, there's a teddy bear sitting in the back center. Then when you look in the rear view... He's sitting left to the window. It's like, okay, whatever. Maybe he in, moved Inconsistencies. Um, when McLean first uh, arrives at Nakatomi Plaza and he plays around with the little touchscreen computer, notice right away um, Holly Gennaro's uh, spelling of the last name. When he clicks it, it changes spelling. Oh, really? <laughs> Whoops. So it goes from uh, Gennaro with an A to Gennaro with an E. Yeah, I never when noticed When are you going to get this right? Yeah, there's tons of stuff like that. I, I love that. It's amazing somebody's job. Like, I think it, what you have to be, it's like a key grip that their job is to like watch the, maybe it's not that, but there's a job, somebody's job is to watch continuity. Right, right. It's exactly. funny how many of these big movies slip. There's that one famous one from Twins with uh, Schwarzenegger and DeVito in the bathroom where they're talking. Okay. And behind them is like a glass of soda on the thing. Right? Oh, yeah, and it keeps like And they keep cutting back itself? and forth. Well, no, it's there and then it's gone. And they're like, ah, ha, ha. It's like, oh, there's a gone three different times. It's like Last Boy Scout when uh, Bruce Willis and... Oh, no, no, Damian Waynes is talking to Bruce Willis' daughter Damian in the film. Wayans? Damian Waynes, sorry. Yes. Damian Waynes <laughs> is talking to... God damn it. Kevin Seagal and Damian Waynes. <laughs> Damian Waynes. <laughs> Damian Waynes is talking to Charles Willis' daughter in the movie. Yeah, shades on, then they're off. 
Then they're on, then they're off. It's just funny that they mess up with that jet. That um, stuff never bothers me too much. The Pacific Courier truck that pulls up, yeah. there's a little history behind it. The same truck is in speed and in dire with vengeance. Really? Um, supposedly, it means messenger of peace. Again, that comes from the production designer. Bringer of the goods? Not bringer of the goods. <laughs> messenger of peace. Um, uh, yeah, it's crazy. Like the Nakatomi Tower was actually the 20th Century Fox headquarters. Yeah, the Fox Plaza, right? Yeah. I like never that? knew that until a couple of years ago. That had to save some money on the budget. Maybe that's why it was only $28 million. Yeah. Um, Easy location. Right. Obviously, you, you will find the rubber feet when Bruce Willis um, fires some warning shots in the air for the hostages to run back downstairs. <laughs> Get the fake the helicopter comes after him, right? When he jumps off that top of the building and his legs bounce up, you can noticeably, it's just very noticeably, rubber fucking feet. He's like wearing rubber socks or some shit. I'm going to have to have you show me a couple of these things. Oh, it's terrible. Um, when the terrorists first arrive into the basement and all the terrorists come out of that truck, do you believe that there's an ambulance in that truck when all those terrorists come out? I'm going to have to guess no. Yeah, no, not at all. Because there's no room in that fucking truck for all those terrorists in an ambulance, right? But later on in the movie, an ambulance comes out. Sure. I don't, I'm not buying it. Seems like a good idea. But that's the scene where Eddie and the rest of the terrorists are walking. It's a wide shot. And then they kind of come into like a door frame. Yeah. And you can clearly see Eddie knows, I have to move over. He's on the far left. He knows he has to move over to his left. Otherwise, he's going to walk straight into the fucking wall. But he doesn't. He just walks straight into the wall. Oh, my God. I just love that they leave scenes like that in There's the film. There's tons of it. I the like stunt the, guy that actually fell in the elevator shaft yeah. that they actually used in the movie. It looks oh, good. They got that kind of good stuff. And the McTierian used that tape teddy bear in the back of the limo in Hunt for October, too. Yes. The end of the movie. Very nice. Yeah. See, I didn't even notice that shit. Well, I didn't either. I, I cheated, but... Yeah. So, I mean, th- there's some gaffes in it, but none of that really affects the movie. No, not at all. Um, McTierian, to this day has to defend the scene. He's like, a lot of people say, like, I didn't clearly explain the sequence. He's like, I think it's obvious. Well, well, I don't, because the first couple times watching it, I never picked it up. There's, there's Until I watched it on television, and there's a little bit more di- dialogue about um scene between Carl and Theo have a bet going on to see if Hans Gruber is going to actually shoot this guy or not. They yeah. actually have a bet. So after uh, Takagi gets shot in the head, you'll notice that Carl throws down a $20 bill Towards Theo. Yeah, I didn't even notice that. Yeah, because that, 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 that's all pun of it. They're having a little bet to see if Hans Gruber will shoot this guy or not. That's, I that's kind of funny. I, I didn't even notice that. Yeah, it's crazy. I didn't know Because that. Theo yells out, I told you. And then Carl's like, it's not over yet. <laughs> that's what they're referring to. I didn't even know that. I didn't know that uh, Bruce Willis had been turned down to play the Charles Grodin role in Midnight Run. Really? Yeah. It's funny. They opened the Just same think, weekend. man. You know, history could have been rewritten right there. De Niro takes Die Hard, Bruce Willis takes Midnight Run. Well, he was gonna, he was going to be the accountant part. So interesting. Yeah. So any other weird trivia for for Die Hard? That you well, the, the scar. You notice that Bruce Willis has this weird scar right on his uh, right shoulder. Yeah. Um, that scar is actually from um, complications of a broken arm when he was seventeen. Really. That's why it kind of it almost looks like deformed in some. Yeah, sense. and Bruce actually lost a lot of his hearing in this from this movie. From that scene where he's where the gunshots under the table, really? Yeah. Okay. He lost part. Of, yeah, I, I read that in trivia. No he, shit. Yeah, yeah. So he lost some of his hearing from that. That's permanent that's a hearing scene. loss. Yeah. It was a trivia. It's like which which one caused him to lose hearing? It was like the explosions in the elevator shaft. Like no, mine shaft. It's like no, but see ya. 
the the roof t- or the words on the table. No shit. Yeah. The um, I don't know much of his hearing he lost, but I love that table. That was, that's a great sequence. That is a great sequence. But that's one of my favorite lines in the movie. I'll play it for you here, quick. Yeah. You are done. No more table. The El Pacino Scarface. Next time you have a chance to kill someone, don't hesitate. Thanks for the advice. Yeah, be like, be like the that. line from Scarface. Where'd you get the scar? Tough guy eating pussy? <laughs> now how the fuck am I going to get that from eating pussy? <laughs> Scarface, some great lines. Oh, great lines. Say hello to my little friend, okay? <laughs> Let me talk to you, motherfucker. Okay? No, I'm serious. That, that terrorist there, I mean, I swear to God. He does. They're probably like, uh, can you act like Scarface? That'd be great. Almost dresses like him, too. Yeah. It's funny that in the movie, the terrorist... Um, the Ode to Joy, yeah, which is basically somewhat of a um, homage to um, Clockwork Orange for the most part. Yeah, there's yeah. some kind of strange music choices, but they all work. You know? They do. They do. The end sequence, um, originally Michael Kamen's score was supposed to be used when um, Sergeant L. Powell takes out Carl, right? Yeah. Um, but uh, McTiernan was looking for something a little more contemporary, so he bought a bunch of music from Fox or whatever, and somehow he acquired uh, J- James Horner's uh, Aliens. Huh? Um, score, uh, which is kind of funny because you watch the end so. of Aliens, same company Fox. It's the same exact score. It's fantastic. A little more contemporary, but it works. It it really works well for that sequence. I love when they do that. Might as well recycle. Uh, I, I I have to laugh here. Um, where does the fucking orchestra go? Remember the orchestra that's playing at the beginning of the movie? Yeah, I don't know. After that, they just disappear. Are they hiding in a room somewhere? They could be. They're not part of the hostages that are taken to the rough. They just are like gone. They're like, eh, eh, they eh, had, eh, let's get the fuck out of here. They had some of Bill Cosby's drinks. Maybe. He was in the other room with them. <laughs> it all makes sense. It's funny, though, when they do actually knock <laughs> the... <laughs> They're playing that music for him. They're playing the theme. I love it. When, <laughs> they, when they actually knock the, the power out of the building, Yeah. why are all the Christmas trees still on? These questions, Joe, only you. I'm telling you. I love it. I'm telling you. I we got got any other trivia? We probably should wrap this up and not go like totally crazy. Oh, come on. It's fun. It is, but we don't want to. It's wanna... really fun. I, yeah. I, I, I mean, know. I could go on and on and on. It's, and it's you, you certainly could. <laughs> and that's okay. It's your favorite movie. It is. And that's, a, that's it's an awesome movie. I, I, I totally agree with you on that. I no, think I can literally consider and talk for like three more hours, yeah. but we have to wrap it up. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> no, this is a five star movie. There's no doubt about it. Yeah. And well, six star because Al's in it. Yeah. Al Leone gets a bonus bump. So this is our first five plus star movie. Right. Here they are trying to steal over six hundred forty some million dollars worth of bear bonds, and this motherfucker is looking around to see if a camera's on him to steal a Nestle Crunch. He's concerned about that. I'm, I'm giving this movie a Nestle Crunch. Six star. Yeah. Well, we're going to go five plus. We don't have a six star. Five plus. It's it's better than five star. I don't even know what to play for that. Yeah, we, I don't know. We'll have to come up with a new one for the next show. Oh, I I know. We'll we'll just, we'll just call it. Do you really think you have a chance against us, Mr. Cowboy? Yippee-ki-yay, motherfucker. There we go. Good choice. That's a good choice. That'd be the yippee-ki-yay, motherfucker. I I think you should have got Hans Gruber say that later in the movie. Yippee-ki-yay, motherfucker. (laughs) I have that right here. Oh, do you? Have to Listen to it right now. You got me. Still a cowboy, Mr. 
Mr. McLean, Americans all alike. Well, this time John Wayne does not walk off into the sunset with Grace Kelly. Scary Cooper, asshole. Enough jokes. You made a pretty good cowboy yourself, Hans. Oh, yes. What was it you said to me before? Yippee Kaye. And then you get the predator laugh in there? Yes, you do. That'd be great. I agree. That'd be funny. That'd That's be classic. Good. We could play your little buddy who sings the songs too. <laughs> oh, this is good. That is yep. good stuff. So this is Easily the best movie reviewed on the show. It might be the best movie ever reviewed on the show. Right. It's just a great movie. It's a, it's also a Christmas tradition. It's it's really it not Christmas. I think if you wanna you wanna like have the best Christmas action double feature you could get, you could pair this with Lethal Weapon. Definitely. And you have two great Christmas time action movies. Definitely. Just you can't do better than that. No. Watch Die Hard, Lethal Weapon, and Lethal then Weapon throw stars Danny Glover and Mel Gibson. And Mel Gibson. And that shit's out there. Indeed it is. <laughs> Do so you have anything else you want to say about Die Hard, Joe? No. I, I, I know that you do. No, I, I do, but, you know, whatever. I, this I, is your chance. You get, you, you nope, got nope. Okay. I, th- I think we're good. Um, okay. we, can, we can talk some numbers. Yeah, You know, I absolutely. mean, the movie was made for $28 million. It opened um, on July 15th, 1988, limited release, only pulled in 601000 but then when it was finally released uh, for its wide... On uh, July twenty second, it actually pulls in seven million, right? What uh, what was out at this time? What was the top five at this time? When it... well, see, that's the thing; they don't actually give you the actual top five. They give you um, the top sixteen when it came out on its limited release. But no. you know, number one was coming to America. The Deadpool was making some money, which is funny. So Clint Eastwood has Deadpool out. I'm telling you, Clint Eastwood and Dyer, that could have been an interesting film. Yeah, it could have worked. I mean, like I said, I think Clint Eastwood and I think, I think Don Johnson would have worked. I know everybody's like, fuck you, Don Johnson. No, I, I, honestly, he would have. Don Johnson was pretty cool at that oh, time. Oh, shit fire. And like I said, then he could have fit in his great song, Looking for a Heartbeat. God. They'd have to get that on the soundtrack. What was he wearing in that video? Was he wearing the same coat from Miami Vice? Can you get that? I wish you could get that song. I, I probably could I if you talk to the song. viewers here while... I do some searching here. Yeah. What is it? What is the song called? Looking Heartbeat. For Heartbeat by Don Johnson. Yes. Let's see if we can pull this up quick. Don Johnson was kind of the shit for a couple of years back then. It didn't last long, but... It's kind of like the time when everybody had a song, including Bruce Willis, who's right. got some music on our, you know... Oh, we do actually have to talk about the scene when Hans Gruber falls. They actually dropped um, the actor, Ellen Rickman, Seven Floors. Oh, yeah, yeah. So without telling them they were going to drop, they he knew he was going to fall. Yeah. But I think they had the cameras rolling, and they just fucking released him just to get that true look of fear on his face. Well, they dropped him how far? Seven floors. Onto a mat. you serious. Swear to God. Swear to God. Re- listen to the commentary on Dyer. Seven floors. That's really not that far up. I mean, it's far, but not that far up. Wow. Seven floors. He fell in there. Okay. One of those gigantic mats. Well, like I guess that's why it looked real instead of shitty like all the other movies at that time. But true terror on his face. Yeah. True terror. Well, yeah. I'd, I'd be the same way. Well, it's kind of funny. The sequences when they're falling over there. Um, John McTiernan, right? He directed put that on, Put that on the low background here. We can get a little, little okay. action going here. This is a... the. Uh, Sorry, my phone is slower than shit. This is the love place. theme from Die Hard starring Don Johnson. Come on, buddy. Play. Play, play, play. 
Whoa! Yeah. Look at that in the background. So, I, yeah, the, the, the falling scene is incredible because, like, you look at stuff in the 80s when bad guys die by falling, like Dick Jones from Robocop, how bad Oh, like his arms grew? Like Freddy Krueger? He turns into, like, a bird, you know? It's just, yeah. Oh, this is shit. <laughs> we just got to get to the Heartbeat. chorus. Heartbeat. <laughs> Doesn't mean much to me. But, yeah, that's, that's a true story. That's why he has such a look of fear in his face. But it's funny, John McTiernan, he directs Die Hard, has that falling sequence. He also um, redoes that scene, for the most part, in Last Action Era. Yeah. When uh, Schwarzenegger likes to go to the elevator bar and yeah. falls down. That one didn't look as good, though. Shut up, Joe. He's about to, He's he's gonna about do to hit it. the high note. He talks about feeling the heat. That would have been perfect for Die Hard. This could have been the theme song for Die Hard. I guarantee if he was in the movie, though, it, I don't think it would have aged as well. It would have been your cheesy 80s action movie. I'm not sure, dude. I'm really not. <laughs> you can kill it now. That's good. That's good. We got enough Don Johnson. Oh, yeah. Thank you, Don. Yeah. Donnie Johnson. <laughs> he, was, oh. he was great in Django Unchained, man. He was phenomenal in that role. He was great in Harley Davidson and the Marlboro Man. Oh, yes! <laughs> we need to do that one. Oh, fuck that movie. But we're going we're gonna to we start should. the new year off with a bang, our next film. Oh, yeah, I'm excited. It's my classic. choice. It's my choice. What is it? Say it before I play the trailer. You want to play the trailer first? I don't know. You should just tell them. But fuck it, we'll play the trailer. Play the trailer. Come on now. There's definitely something very weird going on here. Detective Roger Mortis. This guy's voice did every time about the He's dead. But Detective Bigelow is bringing him back alive. We have something on the monitor, Captain. That's okay. Don't get up. Want you not to get up. Now, he's got 12 hours to solve the toughest murder case of his career. His own. What is this thing? Very ugly. Remember the good old days when guns killed people? That's it. From now on, I'm a vegetarian. Fight this thing. Maybe we could drown it in A1 sauce. Treat Williams. Sit down. And Joe Piscopo are dead heat. You shoot them, they don't die. You can't keep a good cop dead. Yes. Oh, it's dead heat. Indeed it is. Dead heat. It's probably the best movie ever starring Treat Williams and Joe Piscopo as cops yeah, It will be a fun movie. I haven't seen that in ages. Oh, it's, it's great. It's great. It'll it's, be a good ride. It's something else. And then um, we have two fans of the show, um, Steve and his wife, Kelly. They're super uh, funny people. I mean, Steve is just hilarious. Yes. Mr. I, I, Dick so, Joke. So I've heard. Um, but they're big fans of Roadhouse. So 
sometime in the early new year, we're going to have them on the show, and we're going to actually review Roadhouse. I'm going to have a damn good time because that. that is a damn fine film. Oh, it's it's great. There's there's a lot to talk about. That might that might break the length of our record. Proof it could. That could I mean, become a three hour show. There's possibly. so much to talk about Roadhouse. They'll become our Godfather Man's Man review. Another Joel Silver movie. That's right. Boy, did he knock him out, didn't he? He went out of terror. Action Jackson. Good Lord. You used to be the, the hugest Joel Silver fan. Maybe, I had to collect all of his films. Maybe the world's only Joel Silver fan. Maybe. And and he really doesn't do all that much now. I mean, he pulled, did, pops up a movie here. The there. Nice Guys. The Nice Guys, that was a, that was a nice touch. Um, nonstop was pretty good. I mean, outside of that, though. Yeah, I think he But he's no longer connected with Warner Brothers? No, he had an office there and everything, but he's yeah. not there anymore. Yeah, so I think he's, interesting. I think he's doing other stuff, but... Yeah. So anything else, Joe? No, I think we we nailed it for the most part. I, I think so, yeah. I mean Merry we, Christmas to all. Yeah. And to all a good night. Indeed. But what, what are you gonna play us out with? What are we gonna, what well, are we gonna play? Well I'll I'll play us out with some some dire music, but, oh, but yes, before that you have anything else to add or no? No, I just hope everybody has a great Christmas and thanks for listening to the show. We appreciate it. Go to our uh, Facebook page. And the running joke again. That website's going to get updated one of these days. One of these days. That's our New Year's resolution, people. Yeah, to get the website up. Anyway. But we'll be back shortly with Dead Heat and Roadhouse in the future. And yes. We're still going to work on that live view and it's uh, hard to film. Hey, get get out there and um, get your uh, coloring books, your diehard coloring books. It's awesome. We, we did a gift exchange during the last recording of the show. It <laughs> didn't make it. Tom, Tom, what did you get? I got two <laughs> shitty posters. I got I got a Wolverine poster, but not like Logan. I got like the X-Men Origins. The X-Men Origins. And the Smurfs. The only good part of the movie, the poster. That was about it. Uh, That's what it is. But, uh, but Tom, Tom picks me up the actual diehard authorized coloring book. I actually saw it online, but I thought some fan thing. I didn't actually think they were selling it. No, real. Oh, it's fantastic. So I have it. I can't wait to do the uh, puzzle to get John McClane from one side of the building across the maze of glass without cutting his without feet, cutting his feet. even though the exit door is filled with glass so I don't know how that's possible you'll figure it out like a coloring page where Takagi's head is getting it's just blown right off yeah I love that you brought a plasma and everything da, 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 da. alright happy, happy Christmas and uh, happy new year everybody and we'll see you in the new year very soon